The Pinball Network is online. Launching Pinball Party. You know, no matter how many times I try to release this episode, there's just more awesome breaking news. Uh, this time, I'm excited to announce, you may have heard a couple days ago from Zach Manny or on the Pinball Network, Pinside, you name it, you've heard of the Twippies, you've heard of the Pinball Industry Awards. Nah, how about the most prestigious pinball awards there are, the Pinball Awards. That's right, folks. This month, January 28th, live. The Pinball Awards, hosted at the Flippin' Out Theater. Bye, bye, bye! Graciously hosted by Zach Manny and his wife, Nicole. Yeah, the Pinball Award committee members, Dennis, Amanda, Mike, Joel, David, Zach, George, they've all put tons of love and thought into this. Uh, I'm super excited for it to happen. Uh, it, again, it's going to be live. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Twitch. You name it. It's going to be the best awards there have been ever in pinball. And what kind of award show would there be without maybe some live giveaways? Yeah. Why don't you check it out? Maybe you can win something. Win something sweet. Win something prestigious. Win something pinball-related. Speaking of pinball-related, there'll be awards, right? <laughs> At the Pinball Awards. Let's give the awards to the good, the better, the best, the best out there, the best in 2022. What is the best that's happening right now in the pinball hobby? And you know, I guess it wouldn't be we, let's, if I didn't go. So I guess, yeah, why don't I go? I guess I'll be there. Sure. I'll be there live with the crew. January 28th, the Pinball Awards. If you want more information, you can check out thepinballawards.com. You have a couple days. Actually, there's some public voting as well until I think it's like January uh, 7th. So you don't have a lot of time. By the time you hear this, you got like a day or two or, or today. Get on there. Go on SurveyMonkey. Go, go sign up. Go do this. Some more information. Again, go to thepinballawards.com. You can go to Pinside in the podcast uh, forum where we announce like when this uh, podcast comes out, when the pinball show, just another pinball. You know, all the great TPN content's out there. But again, breaking news. I got to just get this in there before we're going to have breaking news. We're going to have breaking news within breaking news coming up. It's a breaking news episode. But yeah, again, Zach, a big thank you. This is going to be awesome. If I know anything, when that guy puts his mind to something pinball, it's pretty incredible. So the Pinball Awards... More information, thepinballawards.com, but book your date, January 28th. I'm talking in just a few weeks, January 28th, 28th. January 28th, 2023, the Pinball Awards, live. I'll be there. All right, back to our regular scheduled programming. Jeez, you stop doing a pinball podcast for like two weeks and suddenly there's news everywhere. Well, here's some more breaking news, I guess. We're going to start the program in a little bit, but I just felt I got a comment on... Super Duper Pooper Elwin LE just uh, officially revealed. Price, gameplay, features, all that. Um, <laughs> I, I could have taken some time to really put down my thoughts to paper and really analyze this from multiple points of view, whether it's the dealer, manufacturer, the consumer. But as mainly a consumer and as a game player, that's really the perspective I can give. And, and my gut reaction is, man... Dumb. <laughs> I am, this type of stuff and this hobby is, is pretty lame to me. Um, why is it lame? Is the price surprising at $20,000? For those uh, uninitiated of what I'm talking about, there's the Bond Pro, there's the Bond Premium, and the, bra the Bond LE. And then there was going to be this Elwin Super LE, only 500 made. We knew it was coming, it was already announced, but limited to 500 units, and the dealers could kind of set their price. And then Stern had a few direct they could sell and all that. So Stern had a few that they listed. I forget the numbers. Again, I don't think it's, it's totally relevant to this part. 
uh, when the total is 500, they listed it at 20,000 US dollars. All right. Does the price bother me for something that's going to be some sort of super limited edition? No, it wouldn't bother me if it looked like a $20,000 pinball machine and wasn't a cash grab. I always felt that pinball was a game. Pinball was a gaming market, whether for on location play or home play with Insider Connected. It's about the game and all that. This is not about game. This is about making money. And this is about creating a false sense of urgency, uh, which actually I'll talk about later in the original programming, uh, in a market that shouldn't be there. Um you know, if they want to get to the point where you can buy any game you'd like based on the fact that it's a good game. This is not catering to that. This doesn't help the consumer. This says, hey, this is super limited thing by this person, you know, who makes great games. You're going to have to get it. And you know what? We're going to crank it up there because it's worth all this. Uh, that's like saying that, you know, the creator of Mario, the creator of Halo, you know, the creator of insert Fortnite, insert your favorite game here, maybe the board game of life or Monopoly. They're making a new game, but uh, we're going to capitalize on the fact that you like that and we're going to charge a shitload for it because that's what you want, right? Now, I get from a collector's perspective, this is something that maybe they want or they're used to. I was under the assumption that pinball was a, a gaming market. Uh, so this stuff just rubs me the wrong way. I think... Again, $20,000 for a game that, let's say, it was packed to the brim with. I'm not going to go on bomb bill of material. I'm not some expert on that, and a lot of us aren't. I, I, I can't assume to know. Like Maybe that screen in the play field costs a ton, right? But this really doesn't scream $20,000. If you took this game and set it next to, let's take let's take uh, Toy Story, for example. What one looks like it's worth more money? I would say Toy Story, at least from a video standpoint. What one looks like it's worth more money? This or Godzilla Premium? Uh, Godzilla, especially if the Godzilla Premium has like art blades on it, which, uh, you know, this Bond doesn't. So uh, let me get back to that in a second. The reveal was, here's the game. Here's the price that, you know, Stern is asking. And then here's the features. The video features even talk about, you know, all right. I was like, all right, wow, what are we going to see here? We're going to see upside down ramps. We're going to see loop-de-loops. And we knew it was a single level play field. But I thought there'd be a little more than let me break it down for the features. In order of what they're revealed in the video, number one is uh, Insider Connected. Okay. Right? That That's just kind of built in. Um, side Armor. Okay. You know, a couple hundred bucks and Side Armor. What a great... It's just some metal on the side. Score Reels. Okay. Sh sure. I guess f f for those old school fans. Uh, a Shooter Rod. Okay. I guess. N you know, great. Uh, odd job kinetic spinning disc hat, aka the Avengers spinning disc with a hat on it. Some drop targets. I mean, that one wasn't announced, but yeah, some drop targets. Uh, Diamonds are forever optical spinners, aka just a couple of spinners. Not to downplay it, I'm just you know telling you what it is. Uh, an in play in play field LCD screen. Okay, we knew that was gonna maybe be on Gomez's game, and then it was here. Again, when does an LCD screen really change much? Like, it's in The Hobbit, right? It's in a lot of JJP games. And we before, it was like, oh, the iPad. But okay, here, sure, another screen. Great. Um, and then what else do we have? Got a lot of, you know, good gameplay. The colors look great. The art looks pretty great. Again, that's subjective. Limited to 500 globally. An exclusive 007 topper. And um, I didn't see anything about a shaker motor. Um, there's no art blades. 
I, you gotta be kidding me. I, it's just fuck off. Really, I don't I, I don't know who you're fooling with this. Um, I've read some stuff on Pinside and people who I know in the industry, let's say uh, via text or whatever. A lot of people are like, nah, this isn't happening. I'm not going to do this. Even people that will spend a lot of money on an LE. Okay, impromptu guests within breaking news. Okay, we're hot. This is double breaking news. This is double breaking news. I don't know. I mean, give me your music if you want, Kale, or not. But I was just... I was just kind of slamming some Bond LE. It gets announced. Uh, you know, we look at the gameplay. I immediately get angry. <laughs> uh, I text you guys. I start recording. I'm halfway through recording my uh, actual impressions that I put on our podcast that we uh, just recorded. But I was starting to give my... Let me tell you, we're, you're interjecting my middle rant. And here's what I've talked about so far. You know, Bond LE's 60th anniversary gets announced. We knew it was coming. But today, January 3rd, we see the price. We see a little bit of gameplay. We see the you see me quoting features of this twenty thousand dollar machine, um, and we're all supposed to, I guess, be pumped. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not coming at this as a fact of like let me just slam it for the sake of it. I'm just being real. Like this doesn't feel good. This feels really stupid. It feels like it's segmenting the market. It's segmenting the it's segmenting the dealers in a positive way. Maybe for the dealers, it's segmenting the. Uh, the operators and Ian. Before we get to your thought, I just want to hear from the operator's mouth. What do you think? Twenty thousand dollars? Are you in Kale Electric Bat? You buying one? No, we uh, thought about it. We we got the message from our distributor, uh, saw the price, and actually thought about it. Had some interesting offers. Um, one of our players offered to pay for half of it, so we would like we would go in on it and. Uh, uh, but part of the deal was uh, it would have to be $2 a game, and then we'd split it from there. Uh-huh. Um, what are normal year games on, on site? Uh, anywhere from uh, $0.50 cents to a dollar. Okay. We don't, we don't go over a dollar. We still have the deal where you get, uh, what is it, three plays for two on a lot of games. Um, but, but with us, the, the players – We'll love playing it at, at least a handful of times, but we need cash from the casual players. To, sure. To, uh, and uh, at, at $2, um, I mean, most people in the world aren't even going to know what this thing is. Right. They're know? not going to know that it's rare or, you know, right. exclusive. First glance, you know, that's kind of what I talked about before early. If I'm looking at, let's even take a, a TMNT Pro which is, there's not much in it, right? A Turtles Pro, but if you take a Turtles Pro with some art blades on it, you get a topper, that to me looks like it's worth more money than this this Bond LE, which is just like, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I yeah. think w- one thing uh, everybody needs to keep in mind is that, you know, this this wasn't Stern's idea. Gomez has said that this this was the, the, the license holder's idea. This is something they wanted. Uh, You're saying you the know, super exclusive exclusivity or the price or both or they they he said they wanted a old school single level game as some type of you know exclusive rarity as part of the line sure well i think they may have taken it a little too far ian what do you think i know you're not a distributor or me what are your thoughts (laughs) i'm not a distributor and i'm not you that is correct um i think (laughs) that I don't, I, I mean, I understand the reaction to the price tag. I mean, obviously like $20,000 is an insane price for something like that. 
but I don't really understand why people are upset by it. Um, because who, who cares, right? Like, I, I don't think that this game precluded like making other games. Um, like, I don't think it got in the way of anything, anyone's production schedule. I think Stern, you know, is going to keep making the same amount of cornerstones that they're going to make either way. And I think, uh, I don't, it doesn't bother me that I can't buy this game. Um, and I literally, I don't, I, I literally couldn't, I think it would like bankrupt me. I'd have to like sell, you know, actual possessions that give me life and employment and stuff to do it. Um, but I, I do hope that I will get to play it. And, um, and so in that way, it's like, why we should just be happy that, um, Keith Ellen has a game out and like the people that are looking at this as like an investment. Um, I guess I understand it. I don't have that relationship to pinball, like, um, like full disclosure for everyone on here. We were like in a little bit of a text thread about this as like news was breaking for it. And, um, I was kind of, I would like to interrogate a little bit your feelings of like why you're upset, because I think with some of those things, like those are, I understand those feelings, but I also think like it, it, it doesn't have to be a return, like talking about returns on investment and like resale and, and those kind of things. Like, I guess what I was referring to, it's not my relationship to pinball to do that. I just want to play it. And so if I get to play it at like tilt, like if tilt picks one up or if, um, you know, it'll be at an expo. Like, I'll just be excited to play a new, like, single up. If you just told me, like, someday you'll get to play a single level Keith Elwin game, like, I would be really excited about that, you know? And so, um, if I had to pay $2 to play it, I, I, I would. Um, I, you're right. I, I could see that as an operator, I could see that it might be a little bit dicey, although I would push back on that a little bit just in terms of, like, I think Bond's a really popular. IP. Um, I think that you probably could charge more for it. It, it is kind of, uh, you know, whatever, if, if there's a game that could work that way. But I think as long as it's not getting in the way of like other pinball production, like I think the more pinball, the better. And who cares? Like the Supreme game doesn't make me mad. You know, this doesn't make me mad. Um, so I, I guess I would like to, I, I'd like to ask you a little bit, Jason, like what, so yeah. what are like kind of some of the big points and maybe you've already started with this, but, um, sure. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're not wrong from a, a nihilist or nihilistic standpoint as well as an existential. It doesn't fucking matter. So who cares? I agree. But I guess as someone who puts in a lot of, you know, I guess, you know, put in time doing this podcast or in, in the uh, what drew me to the games uh, as a 17 year old or 15 year old, whatever, when I started really giving a shit was playing the game and being like, oh, this is fun. This takes my time. This challenges me. There's goals. There's fun to it. There's social, whatever. And now it's kind of become this kind of gross, like fucking, you know, I'll just say it from the Canada bullshit to the people calling Zach a shill to the TPN to all these, 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 these echo chambers to Pinside. It's starting to just see, you know, you peel the onion back further and further. And then you see this and it's like, you see what they're doing. And I just kind of feel for the hobby. Like if I saw this in other things, I'd be equally kind of disappointed where it's something that I'm kind of into a lot and spending time with it. I don't, you know, when I said ROI, it's not necessarily like as an investment. Like, yeah, I think it's stupid for anyone to buy a machine expecting money back. I mean, more so an investment. Like if I was to buy it, which I fucking never would, would be like, 
Am I going to get enjoyment out of it? Or what am I getting out of this? You're not getting $20,000 of enjoyment out of it. I'm not getting, yeah. And I'm not, what people are getting is like, I own this badge of honor. Like that's a sad way to live. And no offense to people that do that. I don't have a collector's mentality. I don't find value in stuff. I mean, I I shouldn't say I totally don't, but this is, I see the market going this way um, as opposed to where, you know, I'm not an expert on this market. I'm just a fucking guy talking about pinball, but it's just, I I don't know from a gut instinct, it rubs me the wrong way, but it it does for other things as well. Give you an example in the music side recently rick beato uh, he's a very very famous like youtuber who talks about like his time in the industry a lot of instrument stuff he'll go you know track by track he had a gibson exclusive guitar released which is essentially a glorified uh, gibson les paul special with p90s double cut that's all it is but they released it and doubled the price there's everyone who bought it out immediately and then started flipping it on reverb Great. You know, some people who actually could benefit from a a double cut Les Paul Jr. with P90s, for those who know, like they don't, you know, if they make them, they make them with a soap bar or a lightning tailpiece. I don't want to get into it all, but there was no fucking reason for that to happen. And then kind of what happened is a lot of the backlash of like, who is this helping? You know, a lot of it, for example, there they did because a lot of the profits were going to nonprofit and they were going to charity. That's badass. If that's what they were doing with this, hey, a lot of this is going to nonprofit. Fucking A, I would be celebrating this. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I would try to find a way, like even through Patreon, to like, let's buy one of these to help the kids or, or whatever it's for. But this is just like, let's find a way to pull on people's FOMO and make something limited in a gamer's market. This is a fucking game. Make money sure. off of it. Like, yeah, it just sure. feels gross. You, you That's see my it as thing. Kind of, you see it as kind of like a craven cash grab by Stern is, is, is the vibe that I'm getting. I do, and I don't want to point fingers. It's just that I'm coming from a, just a consumer standpoint. I'll say for a consumer who's one of the people that this would draw to tilt or whatever, because I do know about this. I do care. I do like it. I'm, I'm emotionally invested into the hobby. So when I see stuff that starts to pull me out, like literally, like you heard me talking yesterday and took a few week break of like some of the stuff is starting to make me like, do I want to spend time in this? I, I don't know. Sure. So that's just my gut reaction. I, I think so. I don't want to like minimize your feelings at all. And I, I do think that's real. Like, I don't think people like to feel like they're being taken advantage of. Right. Which is maybe sort of what you're starting to like get at is like Stern in this situation is sort of you, you could potentially say that they are like taking a advantage of the power dynamic of like, you know, they're, they're the big man on campus. They, they, uh, provide, you know, like most of the games to this point. Yes, there are other companies doing it, but, um, so I, I I do understand that part of it. Um, I think it also could be a sign. I I think if they were moving all their games to 20,000, um, I would have that definitely that feeling, but, um, it's also a sign maybe to me that I'm, I'm, I'm again, like I'm, why am I reacting this way about something that doesn't matter? If, if, if they did this, you know, just to bring up Creasel, cause I don't, I'm not into watches, but I know he sometimes talks about watches. When I hear about that stuff, I, I totally don't care. Cause like, Oh, I have no involvement. It doesn't affect me in the slightest, yeah. which is my, to, to, yeah, go ahead, Kale. My, yeah. My, my absolute only issue with it is, um, you know, if we really wanted it, we could come up with the 20 K to get it. Um, but my, my only real issue with it is you have a machine of, uh, 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 designed by the best pinball designer in the world. Agreed. And it is a, a vastly different machine than all of his other ones. And most people won't get to play it. That's my, that's my only issue with it. When you yeah. say that, when you say most people won't get to play it, you're assuming that 
like it won't there won't be ones on location and they won't be at expos and stuff or uh they sure there'll be a, well expos and like certain locations i the only one i know for sure right now is wizard's world will have one that they actually have every single james bond ever made and multiple copies of some the gottlieb one and uh uh, what the Sega one, I think it was. was sure, like was that one? Yeah, stuff. yeah. Uh, so they have all of them. That's cool. But man, that's that's uh, that's a long trip for me. I mean, and I don't. There might be some place in California I can travel. I, but I, I mean, I keep in touch with all the players and uh, collectors and uh, you know uh, operators around Arizona. I don't know of anybody getting it. That's the, sure. what I've read on Pinside in my, you know, break between meetings and checking. It, it is one of the first times, and uh, maybe it's confirmation bias, but it seems to be similar to TNA 2.0, where it's kind of like some intelligence in the market of like, yeah, you're not fooling us on this one. And I know it's not coming from a place of, you know, it's not malicious, but it's like, at least there's some, I think, some sanity left in this in this market. I'll say market of people who buy games-ish, not to make money, but, you know, play like me or whatever. Yeah. Of like, no. nah, you're going a little too far. And that's, if I summed up everything into a non-emotional like emotional response, it's like, kind of like, yeah, I feel like you're going a little too far in this thing. And, and I mentioned it in, maybe it's before, after this breaking, within the breaking news, we're a world within a world here, of like, if they came out and they said it's $20,000 and you saw like, whoa, holy shit. Like, sure. I can't fucking wait to play this thing. It's got two toppers. It's got, yeah, there's you know, like it's, a, bunch of it's a super wide play. Or something. Yeah. There's 16 buttons. It's 20 players. It's like, like, well, yeah, man, then fuck. But this is like, there's no reason for that. Word. Okay. That, that is something that I respond to Jason. And that, that's a really good point. Um, something that like we can come together on is like, Ideally, I would like to see um, what I don't like about the pinball community is that sort of collecting aspect and like um, just treating them as like things where you don't even want to play them, you know, and this this pushes more into that territory than any other game we've ever gotten because of you don't see the value. Like if you if you're going to, you know, lift up the hood, whatever, you're not going to see you know, I'm not going to be Kaneda where he like, it's so funny to hear a guy who obviously knows nothing about pinball mechanics, like pointing to things under a play field and be like, this should be way cheaper. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but same. I, I just can't imagine that there is a mech in this game, uh, you know, two opto spinners or whatever that is going to equal, you know, double, double the value of, of what you're getting in like a really nice, you know, stern um, LE or whatever. Uh, so, um, that, that, that is a really good point that, that I think the value there is in the exclusivity, which feels kind of crappy rather than you're like, like if you buy a sports car, part of it's the exclusivity, part of it's like, it's designed so well, right? Like it's going to go so fast and do things that no other car can do. So I I don't know if we're seeing that from this game. Well, it's your point, Kale, earlier that I just, I didn't even think of, but it's just so obvious now that you said it, uh, there is nothing for the casual, even if you put a sign, correct me if I'm wrong, an electric bat, big blinking sign, exclusive bond point. Even if someone's, even if you tell them that and like, okay, they walk up to it like, okay, it just looks like everything else. It's just another pinball game. Exactly. Why am I paying? You know? Exactly. I mean, this is, this is the game that all pinball freaks want to play. They, they, and, and they're just, they're just not going to be able to. I mean, it feels like the, that Wu-Tang album that they sold to the insulin guy. You know, it's just like, 
I mean, come on, like, yeah. like, give us the goods. And, and there, some people are saying, oh, maybe they will retheme this uh, play field, uh, you know. But I, I think that would be kind of a slap in the face to the license holder. I mean, this isn't Rodinelli, you know. Mm. Right. And the games, the recent ones that did something like this uh, to me, uh, add more if you can think of them, but Elvira and Batman to where I knew there were, you know, slightly whatever it was, a grand or two above premium, you know, and I was same thing. I'm like, why, why, why? And then you look at it and you start digging and like, okay, I can, I can at least start connecting the dots and you see a little more love in certain things. Okay. I can see that there's a little more here. There's a little more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can bridge that gap here. I'm like, you gotta, you got, in my opinion, like a $10,000 gap to bridge. I'll give you 2000 just for the exclusivity of, you know, whatever you want to call it. But then I'm like, I don't know. I, well, I just how, I'm how not... much was the and, and I should know because I was selling games back then. But how much was the Batman Super LE? I, mean, well, I don't that, know that was... back then, but I just know for this year reprinting Elvira, it's going to be ten five, which yeah, is I would say Batman comparable. Super LE, I think was oh that 15, LE, sorry, 15, yeah, the Super LE. Sure, um, I, maybe there were only like twenty of them or something. I don't know, but uh, I don't remember people freaking out about that. And it was like literally the same game as the uh, premium and LE. Yeah, but you also had, uh, what's his name from the actual show, do uh, custom call outs and there was a special topper. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, topper side, but I mean, this, I I read the features kind of earlier, I think, in this, again, forgive the listeners if I've already repeated this, but what are the features that I would think they would come out swinging for 20 grand? The features that they listed were the spinning hat, Avengers Mm -hmm. disc, shooter rod, okay. Casual again, both. Yeah. Let's go from both standpoint. Does the casual Iron Maiden shooter rod? Iron Maiden shooter rod. No one gives a shit. Stern armor. No one gives a shit. No offense, but I'm just like looking at it from someone coming into Electric Bat Arcade. <laughs> no the topper. The topper. No one gives a shit. There's not even art blades. There's not even a shaker motor. But they're like insider connected. Yeah, that's in every game. Man, the first thing I noticed was uh, the black sidewalls. Like, yeah. give us, give us some art blades. Twenty G's. Come on, guys. Can't do it. Can't do it, man. It's too much. Just put some Jurassic Park ones in there. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? That would be fun. Exclusive Jurassic Park R blades for the Bond LE6. Yeah, so, uh, you know, okay. That, what, what other thoughts? I know we're coming in hot. I'm not trying to just knock it. I'm just, hey, you know, what, what their marketing team and what they want, whether it's them or the licensing of like, hey, what are people going to think? This is what I think. Uh, this is what Kale thinks. Uh, uh, an operator, Ian, kind of, I guess, a little bit of both sides. Uh, not to pin you on either of them, but any closing comments, Kale? How about you? Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens, and um, if they all sell, you know, see what which ones end up, you know, being flipped for thirty k or whatever. Uh, I just, uh, I'm excited to play it whenever I see it in the next, you know, year or two. Um, but uh, I'm glad, I'm glad Stern could do something like this with a, uh, a valuable IP and they, uh, they wanted to do it. They did it. I, I think, uh, I just wish I, I had, I was able to get my hands on it. You were yeah. able to get your hands on it, but you chose not to. That's right. That, that's true. That's true. So, let's, let's emphasize hold that. Let's feet to the fire here on some of these comments because I think he's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth right now. No, that's, he well, said, that's what I do. Basically, you said you wouldn't even pay 10 grand for it, is essentially what you said. Because what was it going to do? It was going to make your market pay extra money for it. Oh, I, I would pay ten grand for it. But what if you split it with that that member that oh, guy? Oh, well, yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't want a, a $2 uh, 
a game machine. Because you're thinking of your customers. That that makes makes sense. But I I think that, I guess if I could leave anybody with anything, it would be that I think that in pinball, we're a very, uh, I don't want to say toxic fan base, but there is that element to it. And I would just caution people to take a step back and say, this isn't necessarily a trend. It's an outlier. Um, And yes, there are elements of this that are gross, just in terms of we live in a capitalist society and people do things for money that are kind of gross. I think I have a little bit of a pragmatic view of those things. Um, You know, if, if, if nudge, believe me, like Kale, if you designed a t-shirt for nudge and it was like something that we thought we could get away with selling them for $500, you better believe that we (laughs) better believe we would, Uh, you know, um, we can't because no one wants that. Um, they want them for 25 to 30. And uh, that's, right. that's, what the, that's what the market will bear. Um, and I think that with pinball, it's going to be the same thing. Like it, it is scary because this happens within the context of prices are rising every year. Right. And like this last year, they rose pretty significantly without feeling like we're going to get a lot of value back from that. Um, and that's scary for a lot of reasons. I think like, There are, you know, we in general are dealing with inflation. We're dealing with like a lot of, you know, problems and uncertainties in our like day to day life. Uh, I think that the one good thing about pinball and I think if people can take anything away from this is it's as expensive as you want it to be. If you go to an arcade and you drop two bucks in a game and you can just play for, you know, however long with free games and stuff like that. Like that's how expensive it is to you. So um, even though these companies can do that and, and, and they're pushing things and, and and I'm not going against anything that Jason's saying, I I like that. And Jason is a consumer. He is, he is a consumer of, of these products and consumes them in maybe a different way than I do. But I'm just saying um, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling gross or grumpy, you know, we've all been dealing with that stuff because it's the winter time and, and uh, holidays are, are sometimes anxiety inducing or depression inducing. Um, Just go play some pinball and like, don't, don't, don't let this bug you too much. You know, that's, that's all I'll say. That is the feel good ending to the story. Yeah. And I don't, you know, even in this town, we can't even play everything we want. So I have to sometimes buy it. So again, the only probably fucking chance Ian you had in this town of playing that game was if I fucking bought one. Now you don't. So get fucked. Um, uh, my well, closing I mean, comments. I, tra- I travel for pinball, so I don't have to, I, I, I don't, uh, I'm going to push back on that a little bit, but I, I appreciate your sentiments. Okay, uh, I'm going to leave the with the my favorite comment that I've seen. This is what I'll leave everyone with. On Pinside, someone quoted, uh, or someone wrote in the Bond hype thread, damn, my bank thought a $20,000 transaction for a pin was a scam. The comment replying to that said it was. So I'll leave it with that. <laughs> and thanks for joining. Everyone will, hear, everyone will hear your voice in a little bit anyway. So see you guys. All right, see you. All right. Okay, out of the breaking news within the breaking news, those guests. Thanks, guys. Let me continue my personal rant. This, you're not fooling anyone. This is not some like awesome new pinball thing that I can't, I can't wait to go play this thing because it's so cool. Like you go underwater, it's got a spaceship. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. 7.1 surround sound. It's VR pinball, something like I got it. No, it's let's just make this thing worth a lot of money and see what happens. 
okay, this is what happens. Like some people, some rich dudes are going to buy like, yeah, I got it. Cool. Good for you. Uh, or dealers are going to make a lot of money. Cool. I guess good for you. Consumers are kind of like, yeah, all right. This is, this is weird. And that's where I'm at. It's kind of weird. This FOMO stuff, it it just kind of grosses me out. I don't really dig any of it. You know, (laughs) would I be singing a different tune if this was a Lord of the Rings? Uh, as you know, I like Lord of the Rings and, or a Tolkien universe thing maybe in no if i know myself i'd slightly be singing a different tune but i would still be sickened by it maybe even more so because it's something i really want but even then the the barrier of entry is so high and i'd just be like man ah maybe it would still be fuck off i don't want anything to do with it i think this is the type of stuff you know from the toy story price announcement uh, to this kind of LE, to Spooky, and I'll talk about this later again, the, the FOMO, we're only making this many. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it seems like grasping at straws to make a buck and as opposed to like, let's make a good thing that people want to buy and then they'll buy it. Okay, I think that's enough. Uh, hey, I can't wait to play it. Honestly, truly, I want to see if it's great. Maybe it's $20,000 great. Maybe it's, you know, that's. it sounds like that's the minimum, by the way. Maybe it's $25,000 great. I'm sure Keith Allen designed and spent a lot of hard time and work on it. Nothing against him. I think his games have been fantastic. And I can't wait to see it, if I can see it. But, again, overall, point. $20,000, FOMO, all that, you name it, just starts to feel kind of icky. Okay, well, I guess after a half hour of breaking news, guess within breaking news, let's get back to the f- the beginning of the actual show. And here we go. She holds on tight. We're rolling, rolling with the Oh shit, not dead. Back with the pinball party. I don't even know what episode this is. Uh, let's just guess it's episode 69 probably. I don't know, let's get going, I guess. Welcome to episode 69 of the pinball party podcast. Oh, pinball pinball how i barely knew the i haven't really thought about pinball in a few weeks i guess it's been three weeks four weeks i can't remember uh memory gone last time i had ken cromwell on which is a fucking blast and you know he did i yeah i don't i don't think he'd mind me saying this do you ken (laughs) uh he did invite me to the uh, jersey jack pinball uh facilities to uh do a tour but he said, maybe wait a little bit. Uh, you can come soon after the next game reveal. So soon. And for those not really picking up what I'm putting down, is it sounds like Jersey Jack Pinball has a game announcement soon. Soon enough to where me coming and visiting right now is probably not the best idea. Maybe wait just a little bit until it's been revealed. So I don't know what it is. I, mean, I truly don't. I'm not a, putting on a show here. I, who knows what it is? You know, we have some guesses. Is it going to be Rocket Man? Is it going to be Top Gun? Is it going to be Harry Potter? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, who knows if it's any of those, but man, if it's Harry Potter, here's a bunch of money. But yeah, we've been staying in touch. Um, maybe I'll stop by their facilities uh, sooner or later. If anyone knows why I just said facilities in that way, in reference to what movie, Please write in and tell me if you know why I said facilities. Oh, good on you. Email in at 
pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com. Well, even though I've been ignoring pinball for a while, a couple people who are going to be joining me later have not been ignoring it. The guys from Nudge. Heard of them? Probably, because they've been on here a thousand times. They're going to be on here again. Can't wait to talk to them. They can catch me up on all the world pinball that I've been ignoring. I don't think we'll get to the rest of our thankful list that we started on Thanksgiving, but we'll talk about plenty of things. Maybe some new stuff, maybe some Bond. Maybe we'll ask Caleb how his Halloween is doing, but yeah. (laughs) Ah, Pinball, what's happened since I last did this? Well, I guess when we were interviewing Ken, we, as in me and Mef. Hey, Mef. Hey, Jason, let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Yes, let's. Scooby-Doo was announced like during the interview, so I haven't really talked about pinball since. What, what's happened? Let's just right into it. What's happened since then with, with Scooby-Doo? Well, I know they showed some gameplay footage, some very cut pace, look at how perfect this looks type of footage. Zach Many had them on the pinball show. Was it technically a pinball show or a special episode where he interviewed a couple of the guys from Spooky? There's been plenty of online talk of, did it sell out? Is it sell out? What's the number? My number is this. What does that mean? Uh, and I've kind of, you know, disconnected and just don't give a shit. Uh, who cares? Uh, here's the short and skinny of it. Spooky. Sometimes it's sketchy and the games might not be worth a lot or they don't work the way they should. So you probably shouldn't buy one right away and you should wait. There's the TLDR, the too long didn't read of the whole thing. Did I buy one? No, uh, I'm not stupid. So I'm going to wait. We'll see what happens. Uh, my quick opinion of the game since last time I didn't even say anything. Uh, the, the theme, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's Scooby-Doo. I used to watch it sometimes when it was on after something I wanted to watch. You know, like watching, I don't know, Turtles or He-Man or something. And then you'd have like 15 minutes afterwards finishing your bowl of peanut butter crunch or, or cinnamon toast crunch or uh, Lucky Charms, which my parents never got me really. Uh, you know, you finishing that bowl and maybe drink the milk. You got to show. All right, let me just watch whatever this is. And it was Scooby Doo. And even as a kid, uh, for reference, I was born in '82. When I would see Scooby Doo, I'm like, yeah, that's just that looks pretty '70s and whatever. I'm, I'm whatever. It just it doesn't do anything for me. Theme, whatever. Art looks great. It's one of those games for me, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where I want it just for the art. It's so colorful. It looks so good. I have this thing with, well, we all do. I think it's technically men have this thing with visuals more than women, just kind of at the core of, let's not get into that. But in general, uh, TMNT, Avengers, and even Guardians of the Galaxy for some reason. I like the really bright, cartoony colors that go well with art blades. Same with Godzilla, I should say. Um, The first time I owned, the only time I owned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was mainly for the art. And I love the theme. Not a huge fan of the game, but... Yeah, there's something about looking at a play field with the art and then the art blades look great. Side of the cabinet, the whole visual just, it's a cartoon in pinball form. And I think Scooby-Doo absolutely fucking nails that. It looks fantastic. Uh, any version, because I think it's it, the art that really shines. Uh, the green powder coat is great. Um, for me, 100%. It, visually, the game just looks awesome. It, it looks great. How does it shoot? Who knows? Um, you know, I'm again, I've been out of the game for a while. So if there's more footage of showing more than just uh, really sterile, perfect shots, forgive me. I haven't really searched even before this. I'm not preparing anything because <laughs> uh, it's just whatever. I'm busy with music. But uh, yeah, theme, whatever shots and layout. Can't really tell yet. Art. Fantastic. It sounds like as far as audio with all the callouts they got, Matthew Lillard, like, I'm a huge fan of him, uh, just in general, SLC Punk, 
um, you know, Scream. Just he's funny. He's kind of, you know, that 90s kind of like almost Stifler era, which is almost cringe, but he still stays on the, on the good side of that line, in my opinion. So, I, you know, honestly, that's my aside from art. That's the thing I'm looking forward to the most is, is hearing his call outs because I think he's great. Um, visuals, you know, like, you know, your guess is as good as mine. We don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I am really getting sick of overall, just the FOMO, the fear of missing, (laughs) fear of missing out. Actually me using that lisp there is maybe a, a hint to why I said that word earlier the way I did. Anyway, the FOMO of pinball is really, you know, I think it might be part of the reason I just took a few week break and it might take just a little less, uh, make, you know, make it a little less important to me overall because a market that is based around FOMO or really an unhealthy way to look at how to buy things is unhealthy at its core. And I think that because this market is based on limited quality, sorry, limited quantities and a high price, it's the way that they have to market these. For example, video games talking uh xbox 360 era you know ps5 xbox you know series x yeah there's you know covid stuff like there is anything but when you think of video games there's not really fear of missing out if you want a game it'll always be there so you don't have to you know make a decision now like do i want the next uh last of us the answer is no i do not i don't like those games uh let's use a more apt example do i want the next from software game you bet uh do i want to play an awesome roguelike you bet you know i'll wait and see the reviews maybe try it out maybe try a demo maybe try it on on steam and return it if i don't like it within you know the two hours or or whatever that is the correct i think and healthy way to look at purchasing something having the opportunity to say yes or no or give it a spin pinball i mean if, if i look at what i've been doing you know buying and selling and going you know driving all over the place just you know week after week and it's really it's draining and it's really to try something out to see if i like it because around here i can't and it really kind of gets to me after a while of you know this whole market is based on kind of fear of missing out you know not to just be literal about fomo but it's not great it doesn't feel great it doesn't feel great when a release is like get it now or you might not ever get it you know, the fact that they're limiting things, that things are expensive, that there's certain models to entice you into it. I think most of us know it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be like pulled by that because I'm pulled. I'm human. I'm I'm pulled by things like that. I'm pulled by the limited edition Lord of the Rings pinball machine, which I did order (laughs) from California. It's hopefully getting delivered this week, um, which is there a little FOMO in there? Maybe. But if, if anyone out there knows or has listened to this podcast, that is kind of the game I've always liked and been drawn to. But going back to the FOMO thing, it just, I don't like it. <laughs> Plain and simple. You know, all the, the games I have in, in Pinside on my watch list or uh, wish list or favor, whatever it is. Same thing. I'm kind of just, I look at them every couple of days. Is it still available? Good. It's like when it's available and I look at it, then I have more of a realistic opinion of, do I want it? Do I want to put more time when it's available? And usually the answer is, no, I'll get to it. When it's the FOMO, the fear missing out, the limited, when are you going to get it? If you don't get it now, you know, you're pulled like, uh, 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 I want, you know, literally fear of missing out. You might not get it. And, and it sucks that this whole hobby is kind of driven by that period. Even up till today, I guess it's, it's the first, there was this 
fear of missing out on the prices of last year before it increased. And now they're increased. And there were certain games I thought of uh, getting before the first. And I'm sure a lot of you did too. And it just, again, it doesn't feel good. That doesn't happen. Let's just go back to video games. It doesn't happen to video games. Do they have price increases? Yeah. And do they give you warning? They sure do. You know, maybe it's three months from now or a year from now, but it's like $10. You know, it's usually like a 7% increase, which that price, honestly, it's really not a big deal. The fact with video games or other games, board games, unless it's a limited edition, which they do that to, to get you to buy it. If it's a video game, it just, you know, if you ever want it, you can get it. It's digital or you can wait for it's on sale. You know, I think I usually make a little better decision on things that are readily available in pinball. Not so much. And I think a lot of us don't either. But anyway, enough of the negatives. And it just kind of it was top of my mind. Even, you know, seeing Spooky do this all the time. They did it with TNA 2.0. And I think I even started this podcast talking about how that price was fucking ridiculous. And it, it really is. It's, it's, it's all because of FOMO. If it was strictly, this game will be available to anyone, let's say, on the shelf at Walmart forever. That wouldn't be the price. That wouldn't be how they market it. And people would feel better about, you know, they're buying potential or opportunities. I don't. So, yeah, okay, enough of the negative FOMO, whatever. Pinball's great, right? You know, actually, nah, 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 they're not getting away with this. I, I think the pinball industry as a whole, with its whole marketing, needs to figure it out. Figure it out. I mean, if that's all you got is that your strongest marketing method is fear of missing out, seriously figure it out. Figure it out. Because you should be having gameplay that people want to play. Art that people want to see. Sounds that people want to hear. Not, if you don't get it, it might not be your chance. Oh, so then you're really just pulling on people's um, psychology. You're not giving them a game. You're just being fucking dumb. You're, uh, you know, lowest common denominator, let's say, or low hanging fruit. You're not saying, this is something we spend all this time. It's a great game. It'll be available forever because we stand by our product. You can get it anytime. No, get fucked. Get fucked. How about the toppers? Oh, same shit. How about the armor on the sides? Oh, same shit. All these accessories, also limited time, fear of missing out. God, it's fucking stupid. Please, figure it out. Figure it out. And that's coming from someone who works in sales. So I, I get it, but I don't get that. All right, let's look at the other side of this coin. This is someone who absolutely... Ma might be the person who's had the most figured out I've ever dealt with on Pinside ever. I'm going to name, well, not his real name. If this is partially his real name, I apologize. But his name on Pinside is Matt Lynch 91 out of Oakland, California. Um, I bought a Lord of the Rings limited edition from him. He has been absolutely a doll, a charm, a man of his word. You name it. Insert some sort of positive uh adjective of the english language and uh this is what this guy has been uh, from price which we both settled on a very fair price i think for both of us to description to meeting someone who's as into i'll say that instead of the word quote obsessed quote which may be more apt lord of the rings as i am he takes his games and quality <laughs> serious i'll say that and he wasn't even um, comfortable with Beltman's own rapping. He's like, no, 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 let me let me bulletproof rap this for my own sake so I can sleep at night. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, man. Um, I mean, you name it, communication, 
pictures way above and beyond. Uh, I mean, communication about money, communication about dates, communicate everything. Man, Matt Lynch, 91, Oakland, California. On Pinside, you have it. Figured out. Oh, actually, I think I'm also figuring it out lately as well. Uh, you know, putting a lot more time into music and where things kind of pay. I'll say emotional dividends a lot stronger, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pinball's fun. It's great, but uh, uh, spending time doing, making things a little more important to me, like this. If you want to hear more Neon Dale, check it out on the World Wide Web, Spotify, Apple Music, Neon Dale. It's good music. Anyway, let's talk more pinball. What else has happened in the last couple weeks? As far as like industry, sorry, I don't have any breaking news because I just haven't been paying attention. Um, the only things I've kind of noticed are, I know Joel did just another pinball podcast with uh, Gomez, which I did listen to on a walk with Princess Mabel. I listened to most of it. Um, great stuff. Uh, Joel does a great job, nice, calm, very um, direct questions, uh, which I, I really appreciate. And seems like they have a good rapport, so George is willing to maybe answer a little more than he would with someone else. But anyway, Joel, if you're listening, great job. It was awesome. Uh, Zach, uh, your interviews with uh, the guys from Spooky, great. It was awesome. Um, what else was there? Oh, actually, uh, speaking of Ken Cromwell about you know, a few minutes ago, they did another special when lit, which... Uh, <laughs> hasn't been done in a long time i know when when we were doing the pinball party last time he had uh i think a lot of it was off air but talked about how he might do another one maybe taking a slightly different direction um i mean still pinball and but you, you heard it last week of kind of what they're looking to do and i'm excited um i think he, he's a great podcaster i think he's got uh, a great voice a great you know entertainers kind of uh, attitude and anyway i'm just excited i'm excited for him he's the first person I've met since doing this pinball thing ever, and not the pinball podcast, but just ever, uh, to get me excited about Jersey Jack pinball games. And since then, I've been. <laughs> and I've been looking for more ways to play, looking to possibly get one in the home. Um, yeah, and um, it wasn't from a FOMO. No, it was just a genuine you know, discussion we had about a lot of stuff um, on and off air about... Uh, Jersey Jack pinball. And, you know, the more I think about my time with Jersey Jack out in the wild, it's just, it's the opposite of spooky, <laughs> not to, not to just bash spooky. It's just, it's, it's the reality. Uh, spooky. I'm usually left with like a, oh, it's, it's a little janky or it's a little, like a lot of corners cut here, uh, or like a lot of missed opportunities where, uh, Jersey Jack, other than sometimes I personally don't like the way the flippers feel here or there. I am usually like, well, they thought of everything, um, and it looks like a million bucks, and it sounds like a million bucks. I really have no criticisms. Let's see how this game plays. Um, that's usually my opinion on that. From my brief non-pinball media you know, involvement in pinball the last few weeks, I've perused Pinside here or there, you know, morning cup of coffee, check it out for five minutes kind of thing, as opposed to where sometimes I used to check it every couple hours. What's new? What are my alerts? Like, ugh, I need a break from that. Um... You know, it seems like games aren't selling as much as they used to. There's a lot of stuff sticking, a lot of stuff really getting low in price comparatively. And, um, you know, it's kind of maybe I feel the same way. Maybe everyone needs a little break or they need a little break from the obsession that uh, pinball is kind of like you're all, either all in, you're kind of all out, 
or you're someone who just has a game or two and, and is going to kind of bolt it or have it for like 10 years. It, it seems to be that's the market out there. Or there's the new people who have no clue what the market is and they'll kind of pay whatever. Yeah. Beyond the pin side stuff, I did sell my Jurassic Park premium that I had a blast playing. I uh, just had my fill and uh, it's another game where, you know, I, it'll be made again next year if I want to get it. There's plenty out there. Um, I would actually be okay with either a premium or a pro in the future. I've, I've had enough time on both to know that eh, they're both they're both great games. Yeah, very linear and you kind of have the same game over and over to a certain extent, but it's a fantastic game uh, on the pin side list. I think it is where it belongs. From talking about pinball so much it's, since it's been so long, it's Price, price, it's got me hungry. I hope I don't gag, I hope I don't choke, I hope I don't puke in the pinball pantry. Okay, here we go. Eating Christmas stuff, <laughs> third time's a charm. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do this before Christmas because I just haven't been doing pinball. It, you know, when's the last time I've, I've driven somewhere to get pinball or sell or anything? It's been a while. I don't even remember. Yeah, well, hey, uh, music, you know, doing that. Well, so what are we gonna? What, what do we have? What is this? That is Mountain Dew Fruit Quake. Fruit? I didn't even realize it's play quake. on fruit cake. And what is this? Ugh. Number two. Um, that is a mac and cheese flavored candy cane. That's correct. That'll be bad. That'll Maybe be, it'll be good. It might um, be. since it's a pinball podcast, since I haven't been talking pinball or doing any pinball, let me ask someone who has no skin in the game. What do you think of the theme Scooby-Doo? Eh. Okay. Sweet. Well, that was announced by by Spooky, the Wisconsin company. I mean, it could be cool, but I'm just not a big fan. Same. I don't really care. Uh. Okay, do you, smells bad. Do you want to do the honors? I wish this was a zero, so I had a better, oh, like, barometer. Oh, it bar- does stink. Yeah, it does stink. <laughs> if it was a Mountain Dew Zero, I'd have a better, like, barometer of, like, you know, versus the other ones. Um... But, hey. Give it a shot. Okay. Try it. Mountain Dew Fruit Quake. Supposed to taste like fruit cake, I guess. I don't know. Smells iffy. What do you think? Um, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's it's oh. <laughs> the sound like a, you made. Well it <sighs> It's it kinda tastes like uh bitters in a old fashioned, actually. Actually, this would probably be good with. I was gonna say, mix whiskey. it with some whiskey or Ooh. bourbon, and it might not be bad. But by itself, it's just. If it's supposed to taste like a baked good, it does not. But maybe that's the bitters. Yeah, no, I could, I could drink that with whiskey. Okay, uh, so it would be good for a mixer, bad on its own. Yeah, I think I guess out of five balls, I'd, I'd actually give it a, I'd give it a, three and a half or four. Mm, two. Um, two balls. Okay, I've I've pre-opened your mac and cheese flavored. Candy cane. Mine broke in the process. Oh. So. Don't smell, smell it. Smell. Ooh, it, it actually smells like like shoes. Like bad cheese. It smells like bad cheese. It smells like somebody's rotten feet. Oh. Mmm. Um. Like the initial. It has that terrible taste. But then it's kind of just sweet. It's kind of like uh, the. Um, uh, what are the jelly bellies? The Harry Potter ones that taste terrible. <laughs> Like it has that initial cheese, but then like I can, I can swing with it. 
No, it's horrible. Well, well, I like the uh, like the buttered popcorn flavored Jelly Bellies, which is kind of a warm. Yeah, this just tastes like somebody made Kraft mac and cheese and put like a cup mm -hmm. of sugar in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. And it stinks. Okay. Okay, well, that was zero. Fun. Yeah. I'm giving I'd, it a big old zero. I'd give it on its own, I'd give it, you know, a one versus other terrible things. It's a two, but it's don't buy them. It's, don't get them ever. Yep. No good reason. Unless you're trying to prank someone into thinking you're giving them like um, lemon candy canes. All right. So Mountain Dew Fruit Quake, I gave a four out of five. You gave a what? Out of balls? Two, maybe? Sure. Two? And this other one is just kind of bad. Let's this say is just really nasty. Yeah, you, one or two. Well, kind of a bust, but nothing that made me puke. bust open the auxiliary stock we have. Go get it. You said you didn't want to eat those. <laughs> I don't, but, but I will, because I feel like this wasn't as eventful as okay. we hoped. These are going to be real bad. Put that in the garbage for me, please. Yuck. All right. The final Lay's bag. Let's do this quick because people want to hear about pinball, not us eating food. Well, notice Mabel oh, came yeah, into the Mabel's room real quick. <laughs> she goes. She knows. All right. The last Lay's potato chip, uh, salted egg flavor. The smell is, I mean, it's bad, but it's not like, I don't know. It smells like those, um, what are they? Burt's Bots? Burt's Bees. Yeah, kind of like this. The uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Jelly beans. That's what I was looking for. But earlier. they're orange, which I wasn't expecting. Orange eggs. Give it a shot. What you think? Um, it's fine. They're not horrible. They don't nah. taste like eggs at all to me. No. They're nah. like um. What is it, Mabel? Let's see. Uh, they kind of taste like ramen. People like it when they hear chew. Not us, but you. Okay, you ready? Uh, you want? Those are a little spicy. Maybe just one. Okay, she likes them. Okay. Well, she, again, gives it gives it five out of five. Mabel gives it five out of five. I'll give it three out of five. Same. All this stuff's just kind of average. Nothing makes you puke. Nothing's great. Whatever. Oh, uh, well, I thought the candy canes were real nasty. Uh, they they smell like puke uh, and feet, but they didn't taste that bad uh, to me. Well, anyway, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. You now know three things to not buy. Hope I don't gag, I hope I don't choke, I hope I don't puke in the pinball pantry. All right, Meph, why don't you stretch out those robotic vocal cords or whatever makes that sound come out of your mouth hole and introduce our next guests. It is with great honor that I present to you Dr. Monday and Kale Hernandez of Nudge Pinball for the fourth fucking time. All right. As far as intros go, Meph, I would give that one a review of not great. Eat shit. Why don't you eat shit? Suck my fuck. Did you just say suck my fuck? Yes. What the hell is wrong with you, man? It's the holidays, and you're introducing our guests. Can you just do this normal? Yep, Please, yep, just yep, yep, yep. Hey, hey, man, fuck, come on. Suck, hey, suck, hey, suck, hey, suck, fuck off. Just let Whoa. him in. God damn it. Are we live? We're live. Yeah, we're live. I am. Good, Are good you? to be here. I am. I barely. I've been <laughs> sick. Been sick for about a week. I uh, got caught up in that. Uh, was it the triple demic? The tridemic? Oh, it's called I COVID. Got, I got. I got something. No, I didn't. I didn't get COVID. Uh, uh, I took two tests, thinking I might have gotten it, but uh, I'm clear. Uh, but I did get a hellacious, some kind of infection, a sinus <laughs> infection. I got, Gross. Got some. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's nasty. I guess uh, sinus so makes it seem a little better. 
Yeah, I might not sound like myself right now. It does, it does. Uh, But we all get it at some point. Uh, I might not sound like myself right now, but once I start uh, talking shit about Spooky, you'll know it's me. Oh, right, boy. Jesus. Fucking A. Uh, Ian, how are you doing? Sorry, Dr. Monday. How are you doing? Uh, I think I think we would just say Doc Monday, but uh, I want to I want people to think you're a doctor, though. <laughs> we I have a mass. I have a master's. Well, it's enough. Counts. Um, in in an art though, which is gross. It's not like a. Real... It's an infection. Yeah, exactly. I've been infected. Mm-hmm. My mind has been infected. Liberal arts. Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been a little bit. Uh, had some anxiety around the holidays because the Nudge magazines, which were supposed to be delivered well before Christmas, uh, in time for everyone to get them. Have not, uh, in fact, I still don't have them. I think they're actually going to show up tomorrow. Um, Nudge 2 is going to show up on my doorstep, hopefully. Oh. But, um, yeah, just like a lot of delays. So, um, we wrote like some, <laughs> Brian and I wrote some like very hastily put together, uh, sorry, you don't have magazines. Here's some other stuff you can give to whoever you were going to give the magazines to for Christmas thing that we like sent out. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you feel kind of bad because if you call it a holiday pack, you're like, oh, I thought it was like, um, you know, going to be here for the holidays. Okay, so we I asked how you two are doing. We got an infection. We got a bunch of fucking delays. <laughs> Sorry. Me, yeah, <laughs> things are going so good. No, no, no. Let me, uh, let me, let me turn it around with, I think, a more uh, apt question. Do either of you have a dog with a tucked vulva? No, I have a boy dog. Okay, so no. I don't have a dog. Okay, so I do. Mabel has, oh, she's so cute. But she has a tucked vulva, which I like to just tell people. And I like to sometimes send pictures of it. So you what might is see. That? No, don't send any pictures. But no, what, is yeah. that, what does that mean? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you'll see. A uh, picture's worth a thousand. <laughs> oh, man. A picture's worth a thousand words. Um, but no, I <laughs> wanted to have you guys back because I haven't done this in a month and I can't do this alone. The last time I think, no, the last time I did this was 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 with Ken. That was a great um, interview, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, Ken Cromwell. He was really... Um, that, that made me like reconsider some stuff about Jersey Jack Dude, in, a, same. in a good way. So 100%, same. what a, what a great guy and, uh, great information. Um, because of that, he'll be, uh, happy to hear we, because of the podcast, we were so excited and we we are on choo choo. We are on the Jersey Jack train. We put <laughs> our first Jersey Jack and the electric bat. No shit. Wow. Yep, what is it? We did it. At dialed in le. Oh, nice! Wow, love it, dude. He, you know, I, I earlier in this podcast I've talked about him, but but I'm not blowing smoke up up his ass. He's a genuine dude. He answers questions the way a pinball fan would. Not just, I mean, right. he's got a job. He's in marketing, but like he's legit. Um, I really enjoyed my time, and he, yeah, I came into it like. Not spooky level, but like I had a couple questions and I did start out kind of hot with the flipper question, but he really, truly he did. He, he truly did change some of my opinion and it didn't, it, it's because like for, you know, you know, in Eau Claire, our only game is Toy Story 4. What else, where else yeah. are we going to play a Jersey Jack game? Other no, you than just, you just go somewhere and play them. But yeah. Well, I, minimum I drive understand hour and you half. have like a family and responsibilities and <laughs> stuff for me. It's right. really not that big of a deal. I kind of just like, we'll drive to River Falls or Hudson or whatever. I'll, I'll find them. Uh, what's in Hudson? Hudson Tap is in Hudson. Oh, that's There's right. some good games there, but no one wants to hear like uh, upper Midwestern 
uh, pinball spots probably on this podcast. Well, we're, we're complaining about where we can uh, play some of the most well, high-end. You're, you're complaining. I am I, complaining. I'm well, not. I want to say you are, but uh, yeah, no, no, it's me. It's, I, uh, it's I, I um, am master of my own destiny. I captain my own ship, and so I go out and find Jersey Jacks, you know. Um, no, I don't always play them. Still. <laughs> Good. Well, so you got dialed in, uh, Kale. Are you saying um, you ordered it? It's already in there. What are we talking it, about? It's already it's already in there. People are playing. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. On that note, Electric Bat has had Electric Bat Arcade. I'll say in Arizona has had some updates. You've been working to the bone. What's been going on? Man, we have been working like crazy. Uh, it's actually mostly Rachel because I was sick for a lot of it. With the infection, um, with I had the infection, uh, mm-hmm. and the uh, <laughs> the only cure is more pinball. We have oh, dub- we have doubled our space at the Electric Bat Arcade. We have doubled the pins. Uh, right now, I think we're at fifty three, but we're we're bringing more in. We're gonna, we're going to probably push it a little bit over sixty, uh, which is kind of crazy. It's a uh, you know, just uh, what's the breakdown of like new Stearns to like classic games to like, like, cause sometimes you'll go to a place like that and it'll just be like, you know, all, all the newest games and, and that's kind of it. Uh, you know, what, what, you know, what do you guys got going? You know, that's not us. We have all the classics in there. Um, uh, classic. Uh, if, if you want to see it, I just posted a reel on Instagram. Probably don't want to watch it right now, but uh, you guys at home, by the time this comes out, you can go check that reel out. It has the whole lineup. Uh, uh, classic Bally's, classic Gottlieb's. We have a, you know, diner What's in a there. classic Gottlieb? Waterworld. Uh, oh, one. no. We're going further back than that. Um, Cleopatra. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. Sinbad. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's a good way to scissor your balls right there with that mm. game. You familiar mm-hmm. with that one? Four flippers. What, uh, sizzle your balls with four flippers or sizzle. the game? <laughs> oh, that- <laughs> What's wrong with you? What's wrong yeah. with you guys? Uh, He's infected. Man, we have, a, we have a Johnny Mnemonic, a Centaur. Oh, um, nice. Of course, Bond, some new stuff. Mm. Uh, and, and you know what? We're we even going to give Scooby a shot. We're bringing a Scooby-Doo in. Dude, breaking let's, news. Let's, let's talk Scooby in a second. But before we talk Scooby, which I want to talk Scooby, and I like saying Scooby, so I'm inserting it into most of these sentences so I can keep mm-hmm. saying the word Scooby. Bond, you, you mentioned Bond. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you have it? Do you, you got a pro, bro? We have a, we have a pro. We're waiting for the premium. Um, it's great. Everybody, everybody loves it. Of course, there's the issue with, you know, where's the code? Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it's coming. Uh, where's the beef? Where's the beef? Um, no, but people are loving it. We're, we're using it in, in the tournaments. Um, and, yeah. well, you, you have bond and, uh, doc, you invited me to play bond a couple weeks ago. So even though I took like a, almost a month break of even talking pinball or thinking about it just cause neon Dale, uh, I, I played bond and let me give my quick impression, which is, eh, it's fine. And here's my takeaway is I like shooting when, well, to be fair, where we played, it wasn't set up great. And by great, I mean, it was set up poorly. The right flipper was at a weird angle and it's at a bar and it's not a bar like Electric Bat where they really take pride in their pinball. It's kind of like, eh, pinball, we'll get to it when we get to it. But um, the left shot, when it worked, I really liked the left shot, the left orbit shot that comes all the way back around. If it comes back around, which it only did once when I was playing it. 
Um, the pop bumper points uh, are all fucked. That's all weird. <laughs> There's a, you get a lot, yeah. Yeah, for just doing nothing. I don't like that you can't see the pop up uh, or the drop targets. That was by the weird. Dildo. I didn't remember that from the premium, but on ours, Kale, tell us this. It like mm-hmm. on your pro where the pop ups are to drop uh, targets. Drop targets. I'm sorry. Uh, for the um the dildo. Lives. Yeah, like right in front of right in front of the rocket. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like a sort of a like a ape, not an apron, but like a what? What would you call that? Like a I don't know, a metal. It was just it's like holding a switch or something. Yeah, but it was like blocking the view. You couldn't tell um, which of those targets were up. Uh, yeah, like like you would have to kind of move around and look. Does, is that like that on yours or or no? I'm- I'm not, uh, that's not registering with me. I'm okay. You, you can clearly see him in the well, one we got. I, I don't know. I think because you and I are actually very, very different in height. So you'd think like one of us, right. me being short, you being tall, one of us would be able to see him. The other person's like, well, it's just because you're fucking short or you're just because you're fucking tall. But like, I couldn't see it at all. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't you, you either. Can't, you can't see the drop targets? Yeah. yeah. So that are in front of the missile? Yes. Correct. There's like a. How yeah. drunk were you guys? Sober as a cat. If cats are sober. What? So, like, yeah, I was going to say, full disclosure, Jason doesn't like this game. He came in, played maybe a game and a half, and then peaced out. So, two games. No, no, I'm piecing to Kale, too. But also, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm um, just saying, it's like, yes, that's a fair assessment, especially like with where that game was at, like the one that we played. But also, like, I mean... Well, I, my two games... Uh, there's been times where I've played two games of a game, and I'm like, I fucking love this game. Uh, Walking Dead, for example. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like, first game, like, whoa, I love sure, this Sure, this shit. one wasn't love at first play. No, and does Iron Man have a lot of code? No, not at all. But it was one that, like, wow, I love this immediately. And there's certain games that have shit code that I loved immediately. And this game, code or not, huh. uh, it was just kind of... It didn't, it didn't scream... Uh, you want to play me more. Now, to be fair, in Eau Claire, where we live, if there was one game I wanted to play more right now, it would be Bond, for sure, because I just want more time on it and I want to play it. But Yeah, it does. So I think we're kind of ending the honeymoon period again with Bond, where first it was kind of like, oh, we know it's coming out, and but you know it hasn't come out, and blah, blah, blah. There was kind of some excitement, and then that died down, and then it came out like very much after that. So then now it's out and we're like kind of waiting for the code. Be- yeah. Like we just keep waiting. Like it doesn't feel fair like to even be judging this game yet um, because Agreed. we we just we just don't know. Like I think the shots are really fun, but also it's like <clears throat> it's kind of frustrating even if the shots are fun to have it not mean or do anything. And I do know that it basically feels like it's out of Stern's control at this point. Like it really does feel like there's some licensing sure. um, issues that are c- popping up. And I even saw George Gomez today respond to like a rando in one of like the Stern pinball enthusiast uh, Facebook group that was like. It's coming, like the code's coming, uh, but that that to me is like what's kind of like ending for me is like I don't actually want to seek it out. Like I w- I'm someone who will seek it out to play just to like play the shots, but like even now at this point, I'm like okay, well now I want to wait until mm-hmm. there's something real there. Sure, so. sure, but uh, just think about this. You remember when Guardians came out, right? And everybody was like, "Oh, screw this game! It's a Metallica clone." It's almost like people didn't even really like shooting it. But then when the software came out, they were like, oh, this is a great game. You know, yeah, Batman 66 is the other one that people always say. Exactly. Same, but, same thing. Yeah. But this one yeah. started out as 
most people like shooting it. You know, when we were at Expo, even with the code was even rougher than it is now, everybody was like, oh man, this is so much fun to shoot. Let's keep playing it. So once this code does come out, I th- I, you're going to get a, uh, uh, you know, almost Godzilla tier game. Okay. I don't know if that, that's mm-hmm. not fair to say. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, but, it, sh- it uh, sure is. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, you know, my thing with games, regardless of code, is, you know, I there's a lot of echo chamber, I think, in this hobby. And taking a little break helps with that. Um, of, hey, it shoots well. Great. You know, every single pinball has the same exact controls. Every single one. Like Mario, for example, it feels a certain way. But then you play new Super Mario Brothers on like a Wii U or something. There's a little more lag in the inputs. Sure. The original... Uh, Ninja Gaiden on NES or Ninja Gaiden, whatever you want to call it. Super tight controls. Is the code good? No, it's broken as shit, but it's really hard and it controls perfectly. Um, I think in pinball, the only you know every Stern game has the same controls. It's the same two buttons and that's it. So when people say, oh, the code's not out yet, like, well, yeah, but I don't like the way it feels. So even if the code is great, I'm not going to like the way that game plays. Or if a game, to me, Iron Man, for example, I know I've said that a couple times, it feels great immediately. The code could be shit, code could be great. I want to play it. Um, I don't know. So I, I get the code thing, Stranger Things and Guardians exa- as Guardians of the Galaxy as an example, but this game doesn't scream. I'm not bashing it by any means. I'm just giving my first impressions and my first impressions are like, I don't even know if care if I, if the code does get better, I'm not sure it's enticed me to care. Well, can I push back on that a little bit? Because I feel Please. like where video games and where pinball is different is that, Every pinball game is set up differently. You can't really do that with a video game. Like the inputs are pretty much going to be universal across every single way that you play it. And so I I would say you probably don't like that bond that's at the joint, but perhaps, you know, like. But if if, yes, you're not wrong. And I I totally agree with what you're saying, but that's like a $7,000 thing versus, oh, let me just try a different one. (laughs) Or like in a game, it could be like, oh, I downloaded it bad or whatever. There's not really a lot of... Well, I'm saying you as... The one advantage that you have as someone who buys pinball machines, I think, is sure. even though you're invested so much in it, is that you can set up a game the way... Ideally, the way that you would like to play it. Whereas yeah. um, someone like me is like, I don't have to invest that money, but also I'm kind of like, what I find is what I get, you know? It's kind of... I get that mentality in playing Steam games on PC to where, well, I don't like it, so I'll mod it. Or I'll change the, you know, the frames per second. I'll I'll emulate Breath of the Wild on the PC instead of the Switch. But then you start getting to this road of, like, I'm oh, making a game. Well, hey, then you get into a part of, like, making a game work the way you want to play it as opposed to, like, I just want to play the game. Sure, yeah. And, but, I mean, you're not wrong, and I think pinball is not the same as video games, but there's, there's a lot of similarities. No, I, and I just, I mean, I'm just pushing back on the, like... I I see what you're saying, but like the one that we were playing, like full disclosure, Trash. like it can't, yeah, it it came from Stern with a loose flipper on it, and the people who set it up didn't check it. Like we have like a pretty rough um, situation with the operators um, in in Eau Claire, I would say, very where, rough. Like they care about the and and this is like a common like we should just talk about this right now because it's I think it is something that people like deal with a lot that that kind of isn't talked about. But like the operators in Eau Claire don't care about pinball. They care about um, darts and they care about touch tunes because that's what mm-hmm. makes them a lot of money. Yeah. And that makes sense. It's their business. Um, we're not lucky enough guys, to have someone. I've already told you guys how to fix that. Yeah, 
But that's assuming that someone like him or I wants well, to invest that much time and money. It's a goal. It's a goal of mine in the next five years to have to have Nudge be like an operator in this area. It is it is a goal of nice. mine. Nice. But that's like a long term goal. That's not like a well, and guess what, bud? It costs a lot of money for us to print magazines. So it's not mm-hmm. happening anytime soon. Uh, uh, yeah. But uh but I think you're right. Like that's the one solution that I always hear from people. Like whether it's the um, Boston pinball guys or like Kale or anyone like who really cares about it, they're always like, "Well, it was a bad operator who pushed us into doing it." Sure. I'm just saying I understand where a bad operator is coming from, quote unquote, bad operator, because I do understand it's like. It's the most amount of money you could spend on one of those devices with the least amount of return. Return. On yeah. It. Yeah. Like compared to a touch tunes compared to a whatever. But if you're going to do it, just like do it right. Just like hire one tech that like knows what they're doing or like, you know, that, that that's just like a plea. And I know it's not going to happen and I know it'll just have to be like me doing it. Me and you, yeah, I run uh, in this town uh, with an iron fist. Oh man! And uh, it's the population. Can it sustain? Like, we're, we're, this isn't like specific to this town. And I mean, for full disclosure, our town is about seventy thousand people, give or yeah, take. Yep. You know, anyone else is dealing with that? Like, what's Tempe? I'm just gonna guess. What, like two hundred thousand people? Tempe, Tempe. How do you say? Well, I have no. Well, well, you're really talking about all of Phoenix. So, I mean, the valley. Uh, so, yeah, so more than us. So, <laughs> well, if yeah, you're doing so like few, Metro few, Claire, few there's like 250,000 people in the general vicinity. Like, I don't think population is, that's not the case. Like, there are there are places smaller than this with better pinball scenes. True. So I think it's just, right. it, it's no, endemic yeah, yeah. of bad operators or like lack of just caring. Because basically what happens with us is um, a game will come in, like Bond, like... Uh, Godzilla, whatever, it'll they'll plug it in. They won't update it at all. They won't, you know, it'll it'll play with whatever code came in the box. They won't connect it to Insider Connected. They don't connect it to Insider Connected. And so you're getting like a pretty bad experience and it stays that way forever. And if something breaks on it, they kind of don't fix it. And if something really breaks on it, they literally take it away. I don't know where it goes and they bring in like something else. I think else I know where it goes. And, this, <laughs> and then I see a different price on it and I want to scream. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I, and then the cycle continues. So it's, it, that's just like a really, that's a bad ecosystem for, for <clears throat> pinball. So it is. Something I, has I to explain change. this, I explain this to people all the time. And this is the hard thing about a, a pinball arena venue, pinball bar that the people who run it have to be enthusiasts. They have to mm-hmm. play the machines. They have to love the machines. And that's because that's the only way. How else are you going to know how these things are supposed to act? You know, right? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and be excited a, about and and like you're excited about paying ten thousand dollars for a game rather than like you know like that's a right, better feeling. Right. Like you can tell everyone at Tilt who's associated with it is like they love pinball they get the best stuff and they keep it nice you know it's just it's almost sad like it's sad to play some of these games in town because even if they're nice you're like they're not gonna be for long you know it's like and then it, once it's right. like gets to a certain point it's just like so it's like a car you know you don't want to just like run it into the ground it will cost so much more that rather than if you just kind of take care of it as it goes so yep 
Certainly. Well, I guess it's a long way of saying the bond that I played was set up poorly. <laughs> I just wanted um, to talk. I know that topic wasn't on the docking, no. but I, I do think it's like a worthwhile uh, thing to talk about, especially like in comparison, you're right, to someone like Electric Bat, who it's like, y'all do it right and you care about it and like that shows and it's why you're successful and people come to your league nights and stuff. Y'all keeps it real. Thank you. Um yeah, we so, do. Speaking of keeping it real, let me just ask Kale first. Scooby Doo, you said, "Hey, you're you're in on it. What what are your thoughts? You're, you're... <clears throat> I'm prepared to get fisted again. Uh, we Jeez, we've uh, we've we've already a very ordered Scooby friendly um, language I'm... there. Yeah. <laughs> it's pinball so party. We'll, we'll have friendly. we'll have one of the first ones off of the line. Um, I'm, the first I'm excited fisting. about it. Yeah. What, what's that? I said the first fisting. All right, let's get on. Yeah, the first like fisting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, you know what? Maybe they, hopefully, I mean, please, Jesus Christ, they've learned something from the time they put together Halloween. Uh, I'm excited about the theme. I mean, this was my daily go-to, uh, you know, eating a, a Lunchables and a Scooby-Doo and watching some Scooby-Doo. Um, I'm excited about it. It's, it's a wide body. That's going to be interesting. And it, it's a five-player game. It's going to be – I'm not super excited about that because I don't even like playing four-player games. It's too much no. waiting around. But um, it's it's interesting. And I, and I think it will kind of be like the uh, – you know, when Stern has the co-op modes, you do it once and then, you know, never do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it I think it looks cool. Um and I, I can't wait to see it. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to be another hit like Rick and Morty. Um, Rick and Morty has been uh, reliable in, in the electric bat for a while. We've, you know, there's some issues here and there. And, you know, we can't really have it in tournaments, but casual players love it. Um, and, and it makes a lot of money. So hopefully this is a, another hit theme for them. I, uh, Doc, what do you think? I know what I think. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm just going to point out the very blatant hypocrisy of Kale getting you Kale. Like <laughs> it's so funny to be Kale's friend. Cause he'll like be like, Oh my God, spooky, this spooky, that. And like, he comes hard as if I'm like the biggest spooky fan of all time. I enjoy, I, I root for them. I definitely do. I wouldn't say that they're like, they make my totally favorite games. That's okay. Um, but it's just like getting for me having to defend spooky, like for so much of the time. And then this week he's like, we're getting number 10. Like, (laughs) I hate you. I hate you. Everyone loves Kale. You walk through an expo with Kale. Everyone's shaking his hand or like giving him a sack tap or whatever. (laughs) But like to actually be his friend is like. Wait, 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 wait. Have we progressed to where a sack tap is like a handshake? In Kale's world. I don't want that. Well, I know. If you're my friend and you see me in public, don't sack tap me. No. Please don't. They're trying to do it to It's a pinball thing. It's a good. I'm out. Yeah, I'm Uh, out of the hobby. uh, I I, I don't do it. They do it to me. I don't do it. I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, because you're a human. Who's sack tapping people? Just like. All right, let's get past that part of what I said. But I'm just saying, it's like. It's more like being friends, like in the Cable Guy. If you've ever seen that movie, uh, that's like what it is to be friends with Kale. You're just being uh, <laughs> terror, terrorized. Are you? Like, Jim you have Carrey, to or? be able to you... turn on a dime. Yeah, <sighs> you're mobile. Okay, for me with Scooby. For me with Scooby, I think that uh, it looks cool. I don't. 
I don't know. I'm going to wait. Like, it's really funny that we've had this like reversal of, of like how we feel about it. But I, I, I mean, I've always kind of been like, let's just like see how it plays. I think that's normal, yeah. normal to say that. So I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I think it, the art looks awesome. I think it's really cool. They got all the people yep. to do stuff. Um, it's funny to hear other podcast hosts try to say Kate Micucci because it's actually not that hard of a name to say, but it seems like everyone mm. I listen to can't say it. Can you say it? Kate Micucci? There you go. Nailed it. Pinball Party is one for one on <laughs> Kate Micucci. But uh, yeah, I, I think it looks fine. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, think it, think? I think it looks, uh, out of all the spooky <clears throat> games I've ever seen reveal or in person, it has been the most I've been visually pleased by something. Uh, the, the green powder coat aside, just the art, the package, I want to like it. It's the first one where I've like, ooh, I really, because even Halloween or Ultraman, I was like, man, whatever. And Rick and Morty, to be honest, for me, I'm like, man, take it or leave it theme. TNA, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, but Scooby-Doo, for me, I talked about it a little earlier, but the theme is fine. It's it's not bad. It's, it's pretty neutral for me. Do I know Scooby? Of course I do. Do I love it? Nah, it's whatever. It's fine. It's, to me, it's kind of like Garfield, like, yeah, okay, it's something. Um, you put Scooby and Garfield in the same personally because yeah. they're like they're like animals that kind of talk, and they both are somewhat orangish brown. Um, uh, that's a stretch, but yeah. and and there's a lot more mystery. It's kind of more of an existential thing with Garfield. Well, it sits there for me as one. It was never something I actively watched. It was always on like in between things. Word, I would watch, yeah, or, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It was like a bumper show. Yeah, it was a yeah. bumper. But uh, yeah, I am like. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because everything looks great so far. Even like the new mechs, their ideas, like, whoa, they're either like suddenly turning a corner to me or like suddenly it's Spooky's year to shine. They're going to yeah. call it this gem. But if history is the prediction of, of future results, as they say, shit, I'd just be hesitant because holy shit. Um, but man, I hope I'm wrong on that front. I hope they've suddenly learned something and they come out swinging and it's just fucking great. That's what I hope. We obviously know Kale has learned nothing, yeah. so we yes. hope that they learn something. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you don't Somebody like Halloween, to. if the last game, <laughs> the, yeah, someone's got to be learning out here in these streets. Kale's logic is the last game yeah. really didn't work well, and it keeps breaking and consistently. The next one's got to be perfect. <laughs> right. Let's buy that one. There we go. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> um, so there's just some thoughts. Well, hey, you guys, tell me the last time I've seen online of Scooby because I've been kind of pinball checked out was. I heard Zach Manny's interview, and then I saw that kind of like um, sanitized gameplay. Yeah, that's is all, that that's, it? That's it. That's all there is. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It looks cool. I, I, I yeah. It okay. Looks cool. Uh, and you're getting one, Kale. I'm pointing to you in the in the TV screen here, right yeah. away. Right away. We okay. will. Yep. We'll have it at the bat. Is uh, uh, well. Hopefully, it'll work out of the box. Halloween didn't, but uh, mm -hmm. if it works out of the box, we'll have it on the floor. Um, what's the ETA? Do you have any ETA on? No, no clue yet. No okay. clue. Uh, no month, no nothing, just this year. Nah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to give a quick heads up to anyone who doesn't want to listen to our review of the movie Grandma's Boy. I get it. You're here for pinball. If you don't want to listen to it, just fast forward about 15 minutes and we'll be right back with pinball. But if you want to hear our review of the film Grandma's Boy, stay tuned. All right. Well, last time, part of our figure it out segment, um, we highlighted Doc's uh, terrible gap in his movie viewing uh, history, and that was Grandma's Boy. 
Um, so I figured let's let's do a quick review of Grandma's Boy because I was shocked that you, you know, am I shocked when someone tells me they haven't seen Grandma's Boy? No. I was shocked that you hadn't seen it just because of what I know of you and your personality and your, your comedic <laughs> taste. I'm like, oh, you have to memorize that movie. Oh, I've never fucking seen it. What? Um, so, yeah. Uh, what did you think? Let's start with you. Theme. Well, it was really funny. Uh, <laughs> so, first off, Grandma's Boy, for, for people who don't know, it is a movie. It is a comedy from a lot of the people I think who are Adam Sandler tangential. Yeah, Adam Sandler's not in it, uh, but a lot of the people who are like bit characters in his movies are kind of the main characters in this one. Uh, it came out in two thousand six. It is rated R for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it fully uses that R as a comedy, and it it currently sits at fifteen percent on the tomato meter on mm-hmm. Rotten Incorrect. Tomatoes. Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, which I will say, uh, we we there's an inverse in the audience scoring where it's 85% positive. So that's interesting. Which right. I think is very similar. Reverse that for the Star Wars The Last Jedi, where everyone's like, oh, it's sure, great. And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, but it's actually terrible. So, uh, yeah. So okay. when I watched Grandma's Boy, I actually didn't pay attention to what year it was from, which was very confusing to me when I was watching it. Because it's like, there are parts of it that seem very, like, kind of they could be happening now and there are parts of it where you're like well there's no way this movie was made like in the 2000s because mm-hmm. it is uh, so entirely offensive <laughs> in the um, best right. way i guess it's, for anyone who's like maybe wants to see it the general idea of it is there's this guy and he's a really good video game tester and he works for a video game company uh he loses his apartment because his uh roommate is taking their rent checks and going to a massage parlor yeah. and just spending his money there. And it's sort of implied, you know, tawdry things are happening. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, he gets kicked out of his house and he has to move in with his grandma and the movie just kind of goes from there. Uh, he's a pothead. He's a huge pothead. Th- I think that's <laughs> why you were surprised, right? When we say we're surprised that I hadn't no, seen this movie, is that, that that's why? That's part of it. But I, your first point that is um, Billy Madison tangential. It's um, Adam Sandler tangential. It, it's it's in. Is it even a Happy Madison production? Anything? I, 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 I don't think it is, but it definitely. Um, I mean, Rob Schneider's in it. Yeah, David Spade is in it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's Nick Swardson is in it. It, it. it screams like an Adam Sandler B movie, but in a great way. Right. Yeah. Well, and so here we can just break this down. So I, we, we yeah, I you came fucking stocked with notes. I did, and and I'm just gonna give you the positives and negatives, and maybe we'll <clears> do <throat> I'll do a positive and then a negative sure. real quick. Yeah, yeah. So um, a positive was it's 94 minutes long. Okay. Quite short. Yeah. And and movies sh- I think should take a page out of that, right, Kale? You like this oh. movie? Oh, this and you're, is you're quite familiar. This- this is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, yeah I have a lot agreed. to say about it, but I'll let you. I'll let yeah, you wait, go. I'll let yeah, you I'll get through these and then yeah. Yeah. Uh, a negative. Can, can, can I say though, I like movies that are like three and a half hours long, like Lord of the Rings stuff like that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. 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 Do- yeah. Doctor well, Chivago. Oh yeah. But I'm saying you could like Inception. do you could do this as like a as like a pre pre movie movie. You sure. Know? Sure. Like if you're doing a double feature, it's the right length for this movie. I'll like, say that for sure. Yes. It's actually this movie kind of feels too long to be honest with you. By the hmm. end of it, I was like. They're kind of tacking on some stuff, but maybe sure. we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, negative. It's about video gaming, which we're. This is a pinball podcast. I'm a pinball guy. Mm. I do like video games. Uh, you know, uh, a positive. Lots of weed jokes. Uh, 
a negative is there is masturbation to an action figure. And that's <laughs> but that scene and that is scene so is good. a lot longer than I, I thought it was going to be. Call me. <laughs> I feel so good. Uh, a positive that's the grandma from Everybody Loves uh, Raymond, the mom, right? Doris from mm-hmm. Doris Roberts, right? Yep, she yep. she plays the grandma. Mm-hmm. Also, we watched just two days after that because I watched Grandma's Boy when you were texting about. It. I'm like, okay, I got to re up and watch this. Yeah, she's also the grandma in um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, just oh, albeit yeah. much younger. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. yeah absolutely. Yep, man, yeah, and she's great. I mean, I love her and Wonderful. everything. Uh, there's not enough Kevin Nealon for me in this movie. Oh, he's there's so not good. enough. I love him, yep. but there's there's not enough. Uh, a pro, Linda Cardellini is a delight. I love her. Mm-hmm. She of if y'all remember Freaks and Geeks, that's like kind of what I know her from, and she's been a big uh I've had a crush on her like for forever, right? Okay. For at least like twenty years. Sure. Wow. Um and she's she's great in this. I, I think she's actually a little bit also underused. I said she's I said Linda Card- Cardellini's character is severely underwritten. Also her version of push it sucks. Mm. <laughs> When she does, oh, she does the. It gets karaoke. a little cringe. It gets yeah. cringe. She's yeah, a she does. Drunk. Some, Come on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I get but what it, it's doing. like it's it's a full body cringe for me, where I yeah. was like embarrassed. You know, like when your sisters get up to sing for church, and you're like, oh, like I don't want to be <laughs> no. here at all. I've never but, been in that situation. But isn't that the whole movie? I mean, it's like it's it's no, not like a no. good good movie. It's just like a, a funny dumb mm. stoner video game movie, and that's so what makes it so good. And it's short. Okay, well, okay, moving on. Uh, a positive is it already feels kind of nostalgic. It takes place in 2006, but it feels, you know, it it, it it scratched that itch for me when I was watching it, which I like that. Yep. Uh, I said a negative, the senile grandma roommate is annoying, except for when she eats paint. That part was funny to me. Mm, when she's doing the Frankenstein. <laughs> I know, but that's like, I don't know. Yeah. It just it, it That didn't. seems forced. That weed humor sometimes seems very forced. Exactly. Uh, I like the... Uh, in the positive column, I just wrote down a quote that says, Adios, turd nuggets, mm-hmm. which I think is what the robot guy <laughs> yeah. says. Adios, turd nuggets. Uh, that's a positive. I had not heard that one. Uh, a negative in this movie is there is a DJ wearing a fedora at the party scene. Unironically, he's mm-hmm. supposed to look cool, mm-hmm. but he is wearing a fedora, so that's not good. Um, and then David Spade as Shiloh the waiter. I put that as positive. a positive. Yeah, yeah very yeah, much yeah. a positive. <laughs> I like at the end he's like, "You're all awful," and sh- you were sweet. <laughs> you were sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Fucking idiots. Uh, and then I had another positive. I only have one more kind of uh, like the video game showdown. I thought was like kind of a letdown. For that's anyone what, that yeah, it's that's what I meant. Like after it's like I get that they have to show this, but also it's just like all right, this movie could be ten minutes shorter probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick Swartzen having sex with an old lady, uh, I put in the positive column. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then monkey, monkey drives car, I put both in the positive and the negative column. So. Well, those, a lot of those, again, that, that stoner humor from that dude who he bought his dealer, a lot of it was forced. Like, right. Fucking lying. Like, no, I get it. I know. Like, yeah. You know. Doctor, what's his, like the guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor. Something I, I we probably shouldn't even try to say it. I'm sure no. it's like offensive. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, it, overall, I had a pretty good time watching it. I'm just saying, you know, I wanted to give people the full sort of spectrum. Exactly. Like, I don't want you to go in thinking, you know, it's going to be a movie that 100% lines up with my worldview in 2022. It may not. Mm. But you know what? 
Uh, I was entertained, and I've watched it twice now within the span of a month, and I en- pretty good. Enjoyed it both times quite a bit. So yeah, uh, Kale, Kale, what is your like history with that movie? You you do you see it when it came out? Uh, I I did not. It was a it was a sleeper hit. Uh, I just happened to watch an interview with Nick Swardson, who is a uh, actor in there. He might have written. A, a bit he of did. It, he but, co- um, he co-wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. He said it. It did have a theatrical release, but only made five million dollars, which, as we all know, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it went on to make like a hundred million with DVD sales. Oh. Uh, that, that, that's something interesting when you think about the the period, the time that this came out. Uh, 2006. So that means, you know, that what they shot it in 0405. Yeah. Um, the iPhone wasn't even out yet. You know, this, no. this was, this was before people were like buried in phones. And that's why like, uh, a doc was mentioning that this has a really odd feel to it because mm. it, it feels modern, but it, it has this, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. It, it, it was before smartphones. It was like we were actually still playing console games. You know, well, I guess we still are. But um, yeah, speak for yourself. Anyway, Come on. no, but uh, it was that culture was like kind of built up. That was one thing I also didn't like is that I didn't think it actually got to nerd culture in a way that was like felt authentic to me. It got stoner culture very well. Mm-hmm. But I think like the robot guy to me is just like almost too... I get it. He's yeah. supposed to be cartoony, but I just so good. I don't, I don't know. So he's it's, he's supposed to be like John Carmack, right? It was, it was yeah, like the, sure, the, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, weirdo of the company, the 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 hotshot. Uh, um, yeah, but Neo. It, anybody yeah. who hasn't seen this, uh, don't look for it on Amazon Prime or any kind of streaming service. You you have to feel the whole deal. Well, this is if you if you still have a DVD player, you need to find the uncut. It's like the director's cut uh, DVD because it has a few deleted scenes. And mm. um, yeah, I don't but- even want to know what was left on the cutting room floor of this movie. When I, t- <laughs> when I tell you people that the masturbation scene to an action figure like that, that lasts for like three or four minutes. Yeah. Uh, it does. He's <laughs> like talking to it. He and wants like to see what she's it. wearing under the skirt. Yeah. I know, yeah. I, and right. I, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, if, if anyone has been playing in any arcade, and heard the line, what's high score? Did I break it? It comes from this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick Swartzen. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. That scene is phenomenal. Okay. Th- two things you mentioned, Kale. I- I- the iPhones thing, and not to go on a tangent myself or just mm-hmm. like to peruse this or muse it. I often see myself analyzing a movie if it's before iPhones or even now to just see how do people act. Like it's sometimes tough to remember. Like I 100%. grew up most of my life without it. It's it's the little things like me. I keep checking it to look at thing every like an idiot. I'm I'm like right. addicted to this thing like we all are. Um, and seeing movies in life before that, I just I reminisce it. I miss it. I just miss that time. That's what I mean. Yeah, it has that nostalgic feel to it already, oh. which is kind of it's 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 fun to watch it for that. And you're like, it's almost an alternate reality of what, I know of, of what could be right now if we just uh, and we this. we'll never go back. Although I don't know if we want this reality. Uh, what the current one? <laughs> no, the, well that one, but yeah, I mean the I want, I the, want gra- the old one. You want Grandma's Boy? Did, reality. did yeah. we even mention Jonah Hill is in this thing? Oh, oh I, I, so I actually had him in the negative <laughs> column for this because he does get sacked. Yeah, he gets sacked up. Yeah, 
Uh, oh, he's like, oh, fuck, are you serious? I think this is Jonah Hill's <laughs> first movie. It has to be, right? Or close to it. Um, I'm not sure. It's pre, pre-Superbad, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the other thing you mentioned, other than iPhones, was the, the time it came out and how it li- made little money. It reminds me of how Super Troopers became suddenly a cult totally. following. It has 100%. That yeah, that DVD era of where, like, there's Super Troopers, there was The Office, there's people that things that people had on DVD that they would just watch over and over and over, and uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, mm-hmm. Chappelle That's, Show, it, that it era. It brings back the times when I would go to Walmart late night with my best friend, high as shit, and yep. you're digging, digging through the bin for like mm-hmm. some DVDs. And, the uh, bin. Yeah. Totally. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess so to, to put a bow on this, you know, I think that if you are coming home from a night of you know, having a couple pops and you've been playing some pinball and you just like want to unwind and not think too hard. Great movie for that. Perfect movie for that. If you're looking to watch something with your family to bring everyone together, <laughs> this is not please the one. Do no, yeah, please do, do it. Yeah, please do it. No, do not do it. Uh, it, it, it. It will scar people. It depends. If I watch it with my wife, it brings us together because it's fucking hilarious. If yeah. I would watch it with well, my dad would actually like it. I most of my family would dig it. I don't know who your family's what this church and singing in the church. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, yeah. yeah, no, that's, yeah. they wouldn't dig it. Um, okay, well, it, I think in the grand scheme of like, let's say film, if I'm thinking of uh, you know, let's inter, say it. Interstellar, all yeah, that kind of you know, uh, Godfather. Which hey, I don't, I don't actually like Godfather that much. But you know, in that kind of Martin Scorsese view, it's probably like a C minus. But as far as like a movie that I personally want to watch and laugh, yeah, it's an A. It's yeah, an a, a comedy for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'll it's give a, it an A plus. At a boy, yeah, it's it's up there for for those who like any sort of semblance of Happy Gilmore, Tommy's boy, yep. Tommy's boy, Tommy boy, Tommy's boy, uh, Billy Madison, any of those have uh, Happy Madison films, anything of that era, you'll like it. Yes, yeah, so thank you for introducing me to that movie. Uh, I, I Kale did, not me, right? Uh, I think you both kind of were talking about it yeah, I in think we chat. Did. Okay. Well, there's your review of. Oh wait, Gail, Gail, yeah, yeah you, A plus, right? All right, there's your oh, review a, of, of a, a plus. Boy. Find a copy. Go watch this thing now. Uh, yep. It's a, it's a, it's, it a it's a ride. Yeah, I think that is the move. Like what what you said is how you should do it. Is like you go to a pawn shop or something and find yeah. it right. there. Like, Don't read the reviews. Like you'll like he's well he said it'll be bad on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifteen yeah, percent. It's I, not. I, it's, I didn't look until after I watched it, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah. So. It would, okay. All right, this uh, last little segment we are going to do is a uh, doc's idea. Why don't you tell everyone what your idea is here? Yeah, so we were ta- I mean, there is always right one of the default things that people in pinball talk about is dream theme, which is fun. It's also kind of boring because I think it's too wide. It's too like wide of a swath of um, you know, like stuff to pick from. So the world is your oyster. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of like car games. You know, we used to take a lot of road trips and stuff and I don't know. I used to do this like with my friends, like, you know, you just like play little, little games with each other. So I had the idea of doing, (laughs) okay, settle down, buddy. Uh, I had the idea of doing celebrity pinball. So basically the idea of this game is we're going to pick a celebrity. We have picked a celebrity before uh, this podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us are going to pick a movie from their career upon which we think a great pinball table could be made. And then we'll kind of try to justify it, whether it's with talking about, you know, whatever shots or modes could be in there, what the artwork would be, you know, that kind of stuff. And then we will have, the listeners of Pinball Party decide 
who won this celebrity mm. pinball. So who picked the best movie of the celebrity of, of the celebrity. So, and, and, and I think, I think we should say just to keep it interesting, if two people pick the same thing, they're eliminated automatically. So that's just an auto winner for whoever is. Whoa, like but but what if we box. did? Well, then you're, then you're in trouble. Then the show's then, over. Yeah. The show's over. Yeah. Okay. So I, Good but luck. I think, I think the guy Good that we luck. have this time, we probably... It's a deep well. It's a deep well. But there's a few that... Uh, that's the thing. Okay, let's start. So yeah. again, to su- surmise, surmise, to summarize, what this is, is we pick a celebrity ahead of time, and then all three of us think of what's a good pinball machine based on a movie that he or she starred in. Okay, and so do we already know who the celebrity is? We haven't we do. said yet. Well, we haven't talked about it on the on the show yet, but the three of okay. us already know. Yeah, oh, I'm going to okay. announce it. You ready? Unless you've got something else. No, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> It is Mr. Walking Phoenix. Yes. Brother of River Phoenix of Stand By Me fame, oh, if you will. Okay. Um, Walking Phoenix. So there's a few that come to mind right away for me. I picked this celebrity. Um, you guys had some great ideas as well, but since I picked it, I won't go first. Uh, Mr. Graybeard Kale, what is your movie? Uh, uh, it, it would have to be Signs. A little. M- I did not oh. see that coming. M- Great Night- pick. Wow. Right? I think I'm going to win this. Me? M. Night Shyamalan pinball. Come on. Oh, uh, man. Uh, you, have, you have everything. Um, you know, because of licensing and the fact that he doesn't like certain groups of people, we, we dropped Mel Gibson. And so you, you'd have. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Pinball. I was going to say he's available. Like, you could probably get him for cheap. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, uh, you have everything. You have the mystery. You have uh, the Man, the, the, fi- the final call. battle. You know, you finally see the alien, and you get you get a baseball bat and beat the shit out of this motherfucker. Man, um, yeah, like a bash toy that pops up or something. One hundred percent. Like it's a cross between oh, like Stranger man. Things and Walking Dead. I mean, and you, alien or and uh, Attack from Mars and Attack from Mars. It's got and the music, everything. The music to that movie shit. is so good. Croc shit. circles. Think about the art. Yeah. You, you have, you, have uh, you know, geometric patterns and shapes yeah. and, uh, man, the light show, uh, a stern would knock it out of the park on this one. Man, mm. good call. I was going to say it kind of feels like a spooky title to me, but uh, maybe sure. you didn't want. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed. Uh, did you have, I'm just curious. Did, uh, no, at the end, if we haven't repeated, we'll, we'll just talk about our other maybe runners up in our head. Totally. Um, I, th- I think that's a good call. Ian, what's your film? Uh, I picked a uh, more recent film, Inherent Vice, uh, ah, which yeah. is is fun because I think so. If anyone hasn't seen Inherent <laughs> Vice, it's from a couple years ago. It's sort of a stoner mystery that takes place in late '60s uh, Los Angeles. It just has this like detective kind of seedy feel to it. I think it would be kind of grungy. It has some pinball in the movie. Um, it's directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. So, you know, it has like an awesome mm-hmm. soundtrack, kind of like Big Lebowski style, just like all kind of like jams from that era. It's kind of like neon hazy. And I think so. The movie itself is very hard to follow. Like famously, it, it kind of just w- winds down this very like convoluted path. But I think what's bad for movies is good for pinball. And that means you could have all these little modes like because there's so many different like cameos in this. And this is something where it's like. You know, they can't cheap on the license for this. You have to get the celebrities that were in the movie because there's like Owen Wilson, there's Reese Witherspoon, um, like Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Benicio del Toro. Like, 
it, I just think there's, and, and it's full of all these kind of like catchphrases and like right on man moments where to me, it would be like a really blown out version of, uh, the big Lebowski. I think that would be a really, really cool. fun one. Yeah. That so. sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, have you seen that movie, Kale? No. I it is. Oh, so, um, shut the fuck up. Oh, but, shit. It, but it sounds like, like LA, LA noir, uh, pinball. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I, maybe I, I need to see the movie. Yeah. Shut I the talk. fuck up. Go with, watch with, a preview. Do, do some research, bro. Okay. I sell your idea and you like immediately come <laughs> in and like, exactly like, fuck you. Oh, all right. So I had to pick between three in my head. Um, since neither of you picked, I'll just I'll just say what I picked. Uh, yeah. Gladiator. Good. I almost picked Gladiator, so I'm glad that you did. That was my the, the first thing that I thought, and then the other two. But uh, Gladiator is just for those who don't know, he plays the villain. I forget which uh, which king he is. If like, Stephen, yeah, I forget if it's historical, yeah, historically accurate or not. But um, you know, <clears throat> Russell Crowe really those two man they they make the movie go together together. Um, but uh, for those who don't know, Gladiator is based on, well, Russell Crowe is just this uh, guy in an army way back in the day, way back in the days in like, what, the 1500s? I don't fucking know. <laughs> 1500s? It's like, the, it's like, uh, like 800 or something. Dude, or like if 500. If there's one thing I don't know, it's history. So yeah. 1500s. All right. So it's more like 500. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's back during the Roman Empire. Coliseum. Yeah. 1500. <laughs> uh, uh, he is kind of the king's main, uh, you know, soldier. King dies right before they kind of not pardon him, but basically let him be done. But uh, so the king's son, Walking Phoenix, takes over the crown, and he is a piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, so the gladiator is based on uh, Russell Crowe, who then has to fight his way back to the kingdom because they, you know, made him like a. They, they ostracized him. They made him basically just like, a, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Walking that, Phoenix yeah. said, you're garbage. You're not this, uh, you know, this knight of the shining armor. Get out. So he has to fight his way through a series of, you know, mortal combats back then of just like life or death, crazy fucking battles. Yeah. Um, and all he wants to do is make things right and die and see his wife and kids. So Great idea for a pinball. Like the modes are like right there. Deadpool modes. If you want to fight people, that totally. kind of shit. You know, yeah. There's like lions yeah. in it. Like the, the, yep. the, the way the movie is shot is so beautiful like i could see like you know gold as an aesthetic like a truly kind of like golden hour kind of vibe like a a light show with that would be so pretty i'm kind of thinking like the showdown mode in um uh cactus canyon you know when it kind of gets that like twinkling like uh that kind of thing is so cool like that that's a great um and 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 Joaquin Phoenix as probably the wizard mode then like that's who you're fighting at yep. the end. And when you you know drain a ball, he does the thumbs down. <laughs> I'm just showing you the picture. That's amazing. The famous thumbs down that he does when they're judging a fight, Joaquin Phoenix. And that was the first movie that I remember seeing Joaquin Phoenix um, of like, whoa, who's this actor? This dude's intense, and yeah, he's, he's like awesome. selling me on a true true villain. Uh, you know, not like a Loki. I mean, bless his heart, Loki, but you know, like an actual villain. Um, just a great actor, great movie. I think the fights line up. I think, like to your point, the aesthetics, the gold, all that—it it really does. But just selfishly, because maybe because my podcast, I want to say what my other gut instinct was. Yeah, was uh, walk the line. Ah, yeah. Um, just because it, so it, it's what made to me Johnny Cash. Uh, to me, what I, I I always knew of Johnny Cash before then. You know that era. Who doesn't? But that really sold me on two things. One, Walking Phoenix as like a force to be reckoned with as an actor as a whole. Just phenomenal. I mean, top to bottom, he's, he's incredible. Um, and you can see some of that self-neurotic torture that River Phoenix also had his his, his late brother as well. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, Kale, what was your kind of runner up in your head? If you had, uh, one? I, I actually, I didn't have one. It's signs. It's the really? only one. It's the only one that makes sense. I mean, he's, gladiators, he's, he's the safe selling one. right now. This yeah. is such a marketer. Gladiator. Like, uh, <sighs> There was no other. Option. I can't even remember what Doc came up with, but I mean, mine obviously is going to win. I mean, mm. if we if we were all going to vote right now, mm. it would be signs. I mean, as soon no. as I said signs, y'all like I... skeeting all over each other. <laughs> I mean, come on. I think I would actually vote for Gladiator because that was my alternate. Yeah, you, was... you're the contrarian. Come on. The one I wanted to pick. None of us picked her. Oh. <laughs> Because that would be terrible. Like that that'd would not be, be a good. That'd be a heady game. It would be a good. It like, just makes you feel bad for yourself <laughs> right, after every ball. Exactly. No one loves you. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to pick Joker. To be honest, as soon as it, oh, I, sure. I wanted, but I just, I, I think it's a great movie. I think he did great. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I have never seen it. What's wrong with you? Uh, why I would just, you? Why would? I, so I don't, I don't watch movies. It's, it's really weird. Okay, like well, I, I, we, I we won't hard, have killback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I, I had I, I watched Grandma's Boy and Signs. That's it, man. Um, yeah. So that's like 2006, like 2006 <laughs> to 2008. You were yeah. like watching movies. I'm a movie yeah. guy now. Rachel yeah. and I, I don't, I don't think we've ever been to a movie. We holy we, shit, we just don't. It, it, that's so it's, weird. And and we've talked about this. It's kind of like that uh, being being creatives and uh, being in art and stuff. I think we we sit there, and I've talked to other uh, designers and videographers about that. When you sit down for two hours and invest yourself into somebody else's work, all you're mm. thinking about is what you should be doing right now. It's, well, and, uh, you need to take your ego out of experiencing art, bro. Nah, that's like that's I'm not what gonna that, do it. Nah. Well, you have to. <laughs> that's the only way to actually truly enjoy art again. No, so, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. I know what right. you're saying. Uh, I'll say as a creative, I, I get that way with music to where sometimes I don't want to mm-hmm. listen to it for for years. Right. I'll, I'll do, but. For movies, I've never felt that way. In fact, movies, I, I I sometimes, I don't draw like a lyrical inspiration, but I just like that it's the same kind of creative thing. Of like, yeah, it'll make you feel a kind of That's way. all it is. It's, it's going to make you feel. that. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, you could vote for the guy who doesn't like movies. Uh, the one movie that he saw, you could vote for him. Or you could yep. uh, vote for one of our movies, you know, guys who actually watch movies and like right. it. Yeah. So email in at pinballpartypodcast at gmail.com, gmail.com, uh, gladiator. Signs or inherent vice for the Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And if heart. you and if you have an idea, I'd love to hear it because I mean I think you picked a great actor for this. Like Joaquin Phoenix, he's in so many different things. He plays different parts. What one thing I wanted to bring up was I think that just the walk the line pin like that to me is like wow Johnny Cash. Why hasn't that been one of the music pins? Because that's right? actually like I harp all the time about how I don't like old music pins. That's actually like a cred old music pin that that both young and old people would for love. Sure. You know, and it, it would have um, super cool artwork. That movie poster is killer mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, just the songs in that movie are he awesome. did them all himself too. Yeah, they're so good. Yep. Hey, well, how uh, about how about this? When people email in with uh, uh-huh. saying they like signs idea so much, Gladiator, they can tell yeah, us yeah. what the next actor should be. I don't know. Good call. Just yeah, that's that smart. There. Do good call. Okay, um, that'll give you a chance to watch some movies in the they, meantime. They yeah. Go. What if they say something and you have to watch a movie? You're gonna just um, Google it. 
Yeah, I'll just, yeah, it's, it's online. <laughs> Kale's, <laughs> Kale's idea is like, what a weird Vice documentary about a lifestyle could be a pinball machine. That's like, Dude, that's what ninety percent of what let's Kale sends go. us in Chan is like two hour long documentaries about old folks' homes in hey, Florida. Which, to your credit, we watched. We, I we was, did. I was on the couch, uh, watching something else. You sent yeah. him like whatever. I uh, Google casted it to the TV when I sent you the screenshot of the the lady. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, Dane and I were watching it, and we seriously we couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. That's why I tried to <laughs> her pause it, and then to take a picture. And the next day, she's like, "Let's finish watching that Boomer movie," and it was <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, and man, it's all fucked up. Of course, it is. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, <laughs> signs, inherent vice, or gladiator. Those are your options. Which which of those three would make a good pinball machine? Oh yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for talking, Scooby Bond. Inherent Vice, Signs, uh, Kale Doesn't Watch Movies, uh, Sack Tapping, um, what else did I forget? But any any last words on pinball? We, we're waiting on, it sounds like, maybe a new release from JJP sometime soon. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Stern is taking a little break for a while until we hear about the Elwin LE that's still like supposed to be announced like a month ago. Spooky, we know what they're doing. American Pinball, whatever. Um what am I missing? I think if I have to make a prediction in first quarter of, so I guess that would be March, like January through March, kind of, I'll yeah. we'll say. The first quarter, uh, I think we will see releases from both JJP and Stern. That's my prediction. Uh, are you, and, okay, are you, are you and, cheating and saying the, and the Bond LE? No, no, no. In addition to Bond LE. You're saying, okay, and American. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, they they have oh, one yeah. in the in the pipe. Uh, they sh- should be ready. Yeah. Did they announce uh, something? What am I not thinking of? No, they didn't no, no. announce it, but the okay. rumors are all out, and I haven't heard anything. But is some, that Galactic s- Tank Force? Is that yeah, what you're talking yeah, the about? tank oh. game? They, is it signs? S- supposedly, it's ready to come <laughs> out, and uh, you know they should. You, I, I would think they would release it in the next few months. Well, I hope, you know, JJP points to them maybe doing something soon. I hope they smack us in the ass with a walk of the line pin machine. Oh. That would be awesome. That'd be so great. So, so what's the rumor? Like uh, Steve is working on Elton John or something? Is that what the deal is? That's one of the rumors. There's That's a one. Rumor. And then the other big one that everyone is talking about that I think we can talk about, too, because I've heard it both from Zach on yours and uh, also Kaneda, who we love. Uh, uh Godfather is oh right is, is the is probably what I'm guessing is is next up. There's which, the Godfather. There's the Elton John slash Rocket Man, and there's also pop, the Top Gun kind of thing out there. So you know, Godfather Steve by Steve or, or another? Designer? No, uh, what's the other guy? Is it the, Eric? The guy Eric? that did Pirates. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How would I don't even see how a Godfather game would really work? It would. Um, it, well, it starts with one lonely trumpet. Mm, you're not wrong. Um, I would rather play a Goodfellas game, to be honest. Oh, there we go. I have never seen any Godfather. None of I've them. seen half of the first one twice because I'm like, all right, it's a film. Everyone, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't. But maybe I've, good. I've seen a, Goodfellas. <laughs> I'm gonna like go out on a limb and say the Godfather is a good movie. Uh, is it know. better than the more recent, like Goodfellas, Departed? Um, well, no. I don't know what what you mean by better. It, it's just weird because it's like I I think probably it makes sense to me for Jersey Jack. Uh, I am just happy that they're picking an adult theme. If this is if that ends up being unless what it's it Garfield. Is. It could be Garfield. It could be Garfield. They both both Garfield and Godfather, they love lasagna. 
So that is. Right, I'll make a. I'll make a hot prediction this yeah, year. Stern is going to finally release a music pin that's not a dad band. Hmm. Okay. What's your definition of a dad band? Because I think I know what you're talking about, but Same. also. I would argue that is a dad band. <laughs> uh, I, I only think it started being a dad band about album. I wouldn't say who it is, about album four. Before then, like the first one was done all by him. Every piece, bass, drums, guitar. Okay, okay, Second okay. one, redid the drums himself. We'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, nowadays it's a little daddy, but they're a big. I, I've always liked them better than the original band that he I've made. I've always called for. him daddy. Oh, yeah. Fucking a. Um, yeah, we'll see if that game comes out. Um, yeah, I, you know, spontaneously predictions of 2023. Are we going to see your hot uh, Twilight Zone from CGC, Kale, or what? Or is that just bullshit? What's happening? Are we going to see that? Uh, what do you think? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the time frame is for that because, mm. I mean, there's still... I still haven't received my Cactus Canyon LE. Right, so. I was going to say that's the one thing with CGC, right, is that people don't like is it takes them a long time. But once they get them, they're really happy. I, th- I feel like it's true. Zach said that in their best and worst of. It's like for its value, like buying a Cactus Canyon, you're getting so much. Um, it's such a fun game, dude. Yeah, it is it is a fun yeah. game for sure. So th- this most recent thing didn't seem to be their fault because a, a whole palette of parts for the toppers went missing between like China and here or wherever, Taiwan and here. Hmm. So was that, it on one of those Malaysian airlines? It, uh, it may have been. Southwest. But uh, yeah, so this was, this was really something out of their control from what I've heard. Okay, so a plane just disappeared with some of their toppers. Yeah. Is that the long story it's short? scary. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I, I can also say this a prediction for uh, Nudge is that people will get their magazines <laughs> in the first two weeks of the new year, and we're going to be covering a lot of awesome stuff. So, uh, you know, stay on the I am so excited about this. I can't wait to get my, you know, I, I don't get any sneak previews. I'm, I'm sure if I asked uh, Doc for a PDF, but I want this in all of its dead wood glory. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm super excited about this one. Yep. So look uh, for that. Yeah. Nudgepinball.com. Yep. Come on, guys. Well, okay. Electric Bat Arcade. Kale, where can they find you aside from uh, driving all the way to Arizona, which it seems like some of the people on the r slash pinball Reddit um, are all up in arms about driving thousands of miles to Electric Bat. And it is totally worth it. We have beautiful weather right now. No snow. I'm walking around in shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, you Speak check for yourself. Us, <laughs> check us out at Electric Bat Arcade on uh, Instagram. I just posted a, uh, a a story, a video of of the uh, the up, upgraded room with all of the new pins, new and old pins, and uh, ElectricBatArcade.com for tournament dates, uh, news, um, and and most importantly, merch. Get decked out in that uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, electric bat gear. Which I have uh, on this uh, microphone stand right here. I have an electric bat arcade glow-in-the-dark and on the pick guard back there, which I'm switching to a different guitar. But these are fantastic stickers for what it's worth. Thank and you. hey, you always talk about this this Rachel. When are we going to have her on here? When's she going to come talk some shit? Hey, she's whenever you're ready, she can come on. That, that'll make a good show, man. She's got a lot to talk about. She's been in the industry for forever. And, uh, you know, one of the people who started ZapCon, which is the biggest uh, uh, arcade and pinball convention out here in Arizona. Uh, Yeah, she would would make a great uh, guest. 
Let's do it. Let's line yeah, that up. Let's get that going. Ian, how about you? Where can they find Doc? Yep, nudgepinball.com. Uh, you can also find us at Nudge Magazine on Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that I'll be just hunkered down sending out stuff to people for the next month or two. So if you need to find me, I'll be in Eau Claire, Wisconsin doing that. Um, I don't think we're, we're not going to make it to TPF this year, unfortunately. Um, Kale, are you headed there at all? I, I don't think we are. We just we just have too much work. Going yeah, that's kind of it. Did it did just didn't work out so yeah. good uh, this year? But uh, you know, anyone who's going, um, if you want to take pictures for Nudge, uh, hit me up. Uh, Nudge Pinball Magazine at gmail dot com. Uh, you do not have to be a professional photographer. You do have to either take uh, film photos or use a disposable camera. So awesome. Well, thanks guys for joining for the fourth time. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll do this again. Kale, Doc, see ya. Thanks, see ya. Thank you, everybody. Wow, I can't thank Kale Hernandez and Doc Monday from Nudge Pinball and Electric Bat Arcade enough for joining me, not once, but twice in this episode. Uh, Thank you guys for your time, your thoughts, your very candid responses, both yesterday and today out of nowhere. Gracious enough to just stop what they're doing and get on and talk about Bond and and, and everything. Well, there we go. There's episode I don't even remember, so we're going with 69 of the Pinball Party Podcast. Thanks for joining, and if you stuck with us this long, thank you. That was a a meaty episode. Um, You can catch more of the Nudge Pinball guys at nudgepinball.com, and actually, you can check out uh, Doc Monday on Deadflip January 13th. Go check that out. He'll be with him in person on Twitch, I believe streaming out of Chicago. But again, that's January 13th on Deadflip. Doc Monday will be joining. I think someone else from Nudge as well. Maybe someone else we've talked about. But yeah, look for that. Uh, As always, look for Electric Bat Arcade. And for the Pinball Party, this has been Jason. Remember, Pinball Awards, January 28th. Mark your calendar. Be there or get fucked. See you later. (laughs) 